Is that actually started or just no start and record? There we uh, go. Yeah, hold to the there we go. call. Now we've got to be nice about people. <laughs> Not like last time. Welcome to the uh, Nerds Who Isolate Themselves, episode 7. Is this 7? I said the wrong number last time, and then, I mean, I balls that introduction up completely last time, so let's assume <laughs> I'm right, going, and it's 7. This is not going too great either, is it? Wow. I think people come to expect it now. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, I am Stuart Moraine, and I am joined, as always, by the non-built-up introduction to... Uh, <laughs> Andy Hanks, also known as I Am Zoot. Yeah. What does that do? What does what do? I am Zoot. Oh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, we're both distracted because uh, we've been bought out by Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just. Literally just. They were like, we've changed our minds on the whole MGM thing. We want those nerds who haunt themselves instead. It's because we were, uh, like, a lot cheaper. Yeah. We were only seven billion. <laughs> what do you reckon with that? Do you reckon we'll get new Robocop? Do you reckon we'll get like a Robocop universe? Do you reckon so they'll just re- go fucking nuts? Do you reckon they'll basically just re- reboot everything? They're not going to cope with any new material? Quite possibly. Well, I mean, what do they... For that price tag, it's not like they've got like a Marvel or a DC. Mm. They've got part ownership of James Bond, but not... Part the... ownership? Yeah. Um, Eon and uh, Dan Jack own the controlling interest in it. Or Dan Jack is a company set up by Eon that holds the film rights to uh, Bond. So what do MGM actually own? I'm just looking it up. They own... Is it 40%? They own, like, a minimum share, or the lower half share of um, James Bond. So they basically stump up the money and get the distribution. Okay. Uh, They will own a library of content that's reported to consist of 4,000 films and 17,000 hours of TV. Yeah, I mean, they'll have an epic film library of just Mm. old school, even just all the old MGM musicals and that sort of thing. So they'll they'll have that. They'll have Robocop, which, no offence, but Robocop's been dormant since, let's be perfectly honest, since Robocop 2. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing's had much of an impact after that. No. And I say oh, that as somebody who's a fan of the TV series. Uh, the Rocky and Creed franchises. Yeah, so that's something. Pink Panther, but again, that's been dormant since the second Steve Martin movie in, what, 2008, 2009, something like that? Mm. So, I mean, I'm sure they've got plans for stuff, but the Bond thing's probably the biggie, but... Like I say, they don't own a control and an interest in it, so... Oh, here we go. Um, Dr. Kildare, James Bond, Pink Panther, Rocky, Poltergeist. Oh, there you go. They are now own Legally Blonde. Uh, yeah, I take it all back. That's worth the $8 billion. Yeah. Red, white, and blonde. <laughs> but, and they own the Thomas Crown Affair. 
to live and die in LA is also that, but they got some, like I say, they got some great movies, but be interesting to see what they do with it. Mm. I think a Robocop franchise is possible. I don't know what that means for the Robocop sequel that they were on about making with an older so, Robocop. Oh, where he was found, he's kind of found on the scrap top part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that going to happen? I honestly don't know, no. Because wasn't they reported to get um, uh, Peter Weller back? Is that right? Did I read that? Yeah. Thing? I wonder if it'll have any effect on that documentary I backed on Kickstarter five years ago. Oh, yeah. Which still hasn't come through yet, right? No. Um, they did an update a little while ago. But well, I would have thought COVID know. would have been the perfect time to lock it down. They got, finally got Peter Weller involved. Yeah. But like I say, by the time it actually comes out, it's going to cost them more to ship it to me than I paid for it. So I hope they're not going to do that thing where they retroactively sting me on postage. Yeah, that's true. Because that'll be a bastard. I backed but, some at the other day that um, realised that I had to pay postage on top of that. Yeah, I've, a lot of things I've looked at, like comics and that, and been like, oh, I'd really love to read that. I'll back that, and mm. then I've seen, oh, shit, they're in America. Postage is yeah. three times the price of the actual pledge. Yeah. I could get the digital version, I suppose, but you know, not massively. doesn't feel like you actually own it, does it? No, no, not at all. It's, it's my no, problem absolutely. with the whole digital thing. I mean, you do, but it's just, I like the physical thing in my hand. I, I like the, <laughs> don't we all? Um, <laughs> I, I, I like digital movies. I mean, I've got quite decent um, iTunes movie uh, collection building up, which is nice. I've got about 200 of them on there already. Cool. Um, because, uh, you know, a lot of times, I mean, every week they have, they've got like a 3.99 bin, and every week you'll find different ones. In there. Yeah. And they've got some really good ones, so I'll grab them. Really good comedies at the moment, uh, like I bought yesterday, The Great Outdoors. Oh, I've got that on DVD. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. John Candy. And, um, yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and Annette Benning is in it as well. It was always that and Summer Rental. It's another oh, John Candy yes. one. Yeah, I got Summer Rental. And what was the other one I bought as well? Funny Farm. Really uh, Chevy Chase. That's quite good fun. I've not watched it for years. It's one of those ones that I was going to go back to, but I was worried that it wouldn't hold up to childhood nostalgia. It's like The Goonies. I, I bought The Goonies on DVD, but I've never been able to bring myself to watch it. Oh, really? Oh, crikey. We watch Goonies quite often. I mean, it's always on telly. Yeah, I just loved it so much as a kid. I just worry that through cynical adult eyes. No, I pretty much. I think that's a classic. You can watch that any time. It's one I need to catch when it's on telly, and get. That's when you've got to sit down with the kids and watch. They won't want to watch that. Goonies, oh, it's fantastic. They've got no interest in shit that's <laughs> older than they are. Pretty much. Oh, I've got you. Except for Queen. Well, yeah, but that's different. That doesn't look old. Oh, I see. But yeah, that's what Jack spent his voucher on from you. He bought a Queen. They did a Queen ballet. Did they really? Like they the late 90s. So yeah. he he bought that on a Beatles album. Yeah, so he was watching that. So I went up the other day and he was watching a ballet. <laughs> I was like, is it good? He was like, it's all right. But the documentary is really good on it, so... I don't think there's actually a lot of Queen in the ballet because it's Queen and Mozart. Very random. Yeah, I've not seen the documentary or read anything really about it, so I I couldn't tell you how it all fits together. At no point does anybody declare there can be only one, so I was instantly out. Yeah, no, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Robocop, but I don't know. Like Dan said on 
when we did the podcast with him on Robocop, and he said it again on the Awesome Pod the other day, that mm. you kind of pretty much did everything you need to do with Robocop in that first film. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first he's, two. Well, the first one, because it's his journey back to humanity, isn't it? Yeah. The, the second one, while it's enjoyable, is pointless. It doesn't really add anything. Uh, oh, but, yeah, I don't think it needed to. I still love the second one. I'm glad we got yeah. a second outing. Yeah, I like I the second one. we're made after that. More Robocop is always good, but... Mm, like I say, yeah. I, I, I liked the TV series, but... I don't know. Like I say... It's whether they're going to try and build some kind of Marvel Cinematic Universe type thing with Robocop or Pink Panther or... Robocop and Pink Panther. <gasps> Robocop versus Pink Panther. Yeah. Versus That's Creed. So... Versus Thomas Crane. I don't know, yeah, Rocky. Versus Rocky Legally versus Blonde. Robocop. Robocop versus <laughs> Legally Blonde. He is the law, she is the lawyer. Yeah. Oh, we've nailed it. Yeah. Amazon, we're open for pitch meetings. <laughs> Wait, though, will we actually have to watch the Legally Blonde films? Or do you reckon we can just go in blind? I actually, no, I've seen the Legally Blonde um, musical. Well, so have I, but I've well. seen the musical. Oh, that's bold. How was that? <laughs> no, I've, I've not gone that far. I've seen, definitely seen the first film. Mm-hmm. Don't think I've seen the second one. Pretty sure Cat's got it on DVD, because, you know, yeah. if you got the first, you might as well get the second, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I say, there's a lot of people focusing on the Bond thing, but as they won't have a controlling interest in it, I don't really know how much change or effect they're going to have on it. So who does have the controlling interest? Eon. The people who've owned, okay. done the Bond film since the first one. Okay. I mean, it'd be cool if they did want to do something to see like a 60s set really focused close to the books kind of James Bond series. Mm. I can't imagine they'd want to dilute the brand with another James Bond running around while they've got their big screen one. Mm. I mean, that's going to be the sticking point for them, I would have thought, is that they'll want it to be released in cinemas. Whereas I imagine Amazon would want to release it straight on to that's very true yeah that's 15 quid a pop well yeah I can't justify that I know it's pretty much the same as what I'd spend going to the cinema but at least at the cinema I'm getting that big screen it's a a night out isn't it it's like Godzilla vs Kong Mm. plus when it comes out on Blu-ray I'll pay 15 quid for it then but at least I get to keep it but yeah just the renting it through Sky or whatever whatever rental service is your preferred one mm. doesn't really appeal so I mean we nearly did it with Scoob and we dodged a bullet on that one isn't that, isn't that movie terrible it's not terrible it's just it's fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> that glowing of glowing praises yeah that's another film we'll talk about later that falls into the it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's just okay just, it's fine. We're going to pop it on the fridge. <laughs> I had the news on before we jumped on here, and it's local to us, so it makes sense. But uh, about them going that the Cheltenham races last year wasn't a good idea after all, according to Dominic Cummins. Like, well, no shit. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Everybody could tell that at the time. Then you got the race course people going, well, we were just following guidance. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Fucking hell. But anyway, that's we don't do politics and real world shit here. Nope. Unless it involves somebody buying something we like. Uh, so yeah, what you been up to? What's what's been going on in the world of 
you or I am Zoot. You've got a new addition to the family. <laughs> yes, that sounds like a, a, we've just had a baby. We haven't just had a baby. So, um, <laughs> we've had a reptilian I've... baby. <laughs> You're like the aliens from V. <laughs> uh, I have a, a new, yeah, I have a new um, uh, Zoot room, Zoot art room pet. I've got another chameleon. Um, third chameleon I've had. And, uh, and yeah, I've always, I, I think there's a, there's a connection between people drawing and people keeping reptiles and lizards, isn't there, really? Yeah, I've got a um, frogman. Oh, yeah, you've got a frogman. Um, <laughs> you know, Susie Gandon's always recently had a bearded dragon. She did. Um, and, um, and, and, yeah, so, uh, but no, it's, it's, it's um, very fascinating. He's doing really well. He's only a little and at the moment. He's going to draw, be a lot bigger. And yeah, he's great. His name's Randall, after a lot of... Because I was going to call him Dylan. But not after Dylan Teague. I knew, <laughs> nice. I knew you were going to go... Nice. But no, after the character... You were going to call it Dylan, and Dylan Teague dropped your message. He was like, look, this is getting out of hand now. <laughs> he's giving you a restraining order. Uh, no, Dylan but it's bad right. enough you make me look at your sketchbook every year. <laughs> D-I-L-L-O-N. As in the the character in Predator, basically, so I can go in every day, every morning, and say, "Dylan, you son of a bitch." <laughs> the idea being, obviously, Predator, you know, changes colour, chameleons go invisible and stuff, you know. Um, and Dylan shedded an arm, so. <laughs> oh yeah, he did absolutely. Yeah. Well, that doesn't really work because you're the one pushing a pencil. Yeah, no, that is true. Um, so you should have called him Dutch. <laughs> doesn't really roll off the tongue as much as Dylan. Don't know Dutch Dylan. There's or not a lot Bi- in it. Yeah, or Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Just call him. Get to the chopper. <laughs> you could have called him Chopper. 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 Would chopper. Be quite good. Yeah. Chopper. Sick balls. <laughs> so um, when you walk in so one yeah, day and he's camouflaged, he's like, "I'm here. What are you waiting for?" <laughs> Do it. Oh, I'm watching Predator next week. Oh, yeah. Have you seen um, uh, Total Recall back at the cinema? No. Yeah, it's back at the cinema for that. There's got to be an obvious Total Recall joke in that. Well, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's called Total Recall, but it's back in the cinema. Wait, it's not the uh, Colin Farrell remake, is it? No, it is not. Sorry, re-adaptation. Do you know... I completely forgot that existed then. So did um, I. No, I, it, I own it. And I quite enjoyed it when I watched it. It was perfectly fine for what it was, but I fine. couldn't tell you a fucking Just thing that fine. happens in it. I know. They, don't they go through the earth at one point? Yes, they do. I think you're I right. remember that. And I, I remember think... Colin Farrell's in it. And Brian yeah. Cranston in a wig. Is if it? memory okay. serves. And I, believe I don't think at any point does he end up on Mars going... Ay, ay, <laughs> with bulgy eyes. Did he go to Did he go to Mars at all? I can't remember, but he doesn't end up like you know. Is there oxygen. a woman with with three boobs? I can't remember. I honestly can't remember anything about that film, mm. apart from Colin Farrell, Kate Beckinsale, and uh, Brian Cranston's in it, and possibly somebody else. I don't think it was just mm. the three of them. No, <laughs> they played all the all the parts. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> but yeah, I, 
see that used to be one of the staples of Saturday Night Predator, Total Recall, Running Man. Running Man Red used to be on Man, Saturday yeah. Night. Terminator, Aliens, yeah. Commando, Aliens. Commando, yeah. Aliens. Again, Aliens will come into play later when we talk about a film we both watched. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Um. Yeah, I missed those Saturday night movies. I mean, I guess mm. you don't need them because you've got movie channels or streaming, but that used to be the thing on a Saturday. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Nine the big Saturday night movie. movie. Then you'd have the, the, the break at 10 o'clock for the news. Then yep. we'll go back into it. Yeah. And it was the short news, the quick five minutes one. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I remember this, um, I remember watching Aliens like that. Yeah. I remember my mum being um, sat at the table, I think she used to put bows together for something. I can't remember now. And me and my dad were watching Aliens. I always remember that. Uh, I think that's how I first saw Robocop. Mm. It was a Saturday night movie. But, yeah, Aliens. I remember him showing Alien, then Aliens, and then Alien 3 came out on video, I think. Mm. So I remember we went up to the video shop to rent it, but they just started cracking down on actually renting 18s to 12-year-olds. Okay. So we went back home, got my mum to write a note. They were were cracking down on renting 18s to 12-year-olds, so they were giving more 18 videos to (laughs) (laughs) 12-year-olds. Well, there used to be that you could just be like, my mum asked me to come and get this, Mm. and they'd let you rent it. And then obviously people started cracking down and doing fines, so they started. So, yeah, we went, walked all the way back. It was when my mum lived in Abbeydale, or Abbey Mead. So we'd walk all the way up to the video shop by the Safeways. So it's about a mile trek up a hill. Oh, yeah, okay, which is now Morrison's. Yeah, and then (laughs) uh, we went up there, and they were like, no, we can't rent that to you. We were like, but our mum sent us. They were like, no. So we went all the way back, got my mum to write a note, Walked all the way back up with a note, and they were like, "No, this still isn't. No, it's not my <laughs> idea, is it?" <laughs> Fine. So we had to go all the way back and then get my mum to drive us back up there so she could rent it in person for us. <laughs> Got some exercise, mind. And then watched Alien Three that night and was disappointed. Oh, I quite like Alien Three. Oh no, I've grown to like it. Apart from the fact it undoes everything you've rooted for in. Yeah. Alien. In a bit first, like The Force Awakens did for the Star Wars trilogy yeah I said it come at me Um, but yeah as as a standalone on its own film I like it the ending's great I love how it wraps everything Mm. up with the tape playing from the Nostromo at the end spoilers for Alien 3 by the way Um, I thought that was really affecting and I like how it sort of closed the loop sort of thing and then they made Alien Erection which was even more disappointing unfulfilled I did not care for that film I like the music they used in the trailer though what was the music they used in the trailer? Hang on, I think I've got it on my phone. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Are you allowed to play it? I suppose. Fuck if knows. You play like a, 10 seconds or something? If, if we hey, play no, it, sure. Hey, this, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> of, like the 30 people who listen, no one gives a shit. Um, but yeah, and then they did the Alien vs. Predator films and that was even worse. Uh, so, the second one, especially. The Requiem, is it called? Requiem? Yeah, or I mean... Requiem the f- or whatever. The first one was shit as well, but... Right. Yeah. Hang on. Oh, uh, no. Fuck. Shit. Uh, right. Hang on. I want to make sure I'm going too loud. Yeah, it was this. Will you work? Hang on. 
Oh, it's been a tit. All right, after all that, my phone's frozen. <laughs> all that build-up. You have to sing it now. I am not doing that. Oh, you play, you bastard. Fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, anyway, it had, had awesome music in the trailer. The trailer was quite exciting enough from what I remember of Alien Resurrection. Mm. I was quite excited for it, but then it, yeah, just failed to deliver. Yeah, it's not working. Did they ever explain how they got the other queen? They took it out of Ripley. Oh, did they? Oh, it was a queen in there, was it? Yeah. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, I've been ages since I've seen it. You're not missing anything. It's like Predator, though. The first two are great. Mm. Then after that, they don't really add anything. You know, I'm going to try Googling it. But that... Oh, yeah, but Alien vs. Predator Requiem. I mean, that's, that is one of the only films you can turn around and say that is unwatchable. It's so dark. You can't tell what's going on. It was like, oh, obviously our special effects are a bit crap. Let's turn the light down, really, so you don't see it. No, it's like somebody went, you know what's cool, like a dark movie, and they're like, yeah, turn all the lights down. <laughs> That's not it either. Fuck's sake. Because I had it on my phone, and it used to play all right. Now I want to play it, and it's not working for anyone. Nah, I can't find it online now either. Bastard, oh. Good story, though. Yeah, it is a good story, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to randomly start playing at some point. <laughs> you have to try, when you find it, you have to put a link on the, um, <clears throat> on the Facebook story. Because hey, I saved it to my phone, but for whatever reason, my phone isn't playing ball. Yeah, my phone doesn't like it. Yeah, anyway, it had cool music. It really wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking technology letting me down. So yeah, what what else has been going on? What have you been working on? Because I see you've been figuring uh, away at doing art and shit. <laughs> Technical terms. Change. Technical change terms. Um... <clears throat> What am I working on? Uh, I I've just been very busy at the moment. It's as I think I mentioned it on last last podcast uh, because I'm so busy with commissions and digital stuff, and I haven't really had a lot of chance to post stuff for my sketchbook. Uh, but I just completed my work for I'm, I'm um, me and uh, David Robertson are have done a strip for the new Awesome Pod anthology, which name escapes me. Is it uh, drunk under the drawn under the under the influence or something? something like that? Yeah, I think it was me who came up with that title as well. Was check. it? I think it was. Do not go taking credit for shit you didn't do. Fucking hell! It's on, it's <laughs> on the website, isn't it? It's on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, drawn under the influence. Um. So we've got a full page going in there, which I I have read. Yeah. Uh, which yes. that was good fun. That was a bit of a challenge. It was something a little bit out of my comfort zone, but it was quite good fun. You've done. Um, have you done a sequential, sequential story before? Well, I did Springworth, didn't I? Oh yeah, of course you did. <clears throat> and you did the Wiggy one, didn't you? Or did you just colour Wiggy's yeah. one? Um, yeah, I, I no, I just coloured that. But no, I, I did a whole comic, and um, I'd done uh, a few a bit another couple of strips I did for um the the spark um, um so no I've done a few um so yeah I thought that was the, I mean this one I wanted to do a little bit out of my a little bit of a different style so I'll I don't do sorry hello? hello I'm here fucking um, you bad so yeah it's, it was I don't do a lot of digital line art so ah yeah okay
just that. I better stop it there, otherwise, you know. Anything over 30 oh, seconds, you get in trouble. I told you it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> very terminatory, wasn't it? It's very aliens. Yeah, but very, well, yeah, but very terminatory as well. Yeah, but aliens has that metallic. Yeah. You listen to James Horner's score for aliens, it's got that very, like, you know, mm. metal on metal sound. What's Terminator got in it that's metal? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's like a fast, up-tempo Terminator mm. mixed with the Alien Center. The Perhaps that's why I like it. It's two great scores put together. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. But, yeah, anyway, sorry, you were sequential art. and uh, Yeah, so, um, <laughs> well, that was it, basically, yes. Yeah, so, uh, I finished that and um, waiting for the powers that be to comment on it now. Please send it when Sarah's been drinking. Send it on Friday night after the drink, yeah. during the drink and draw when she's been drinking. You'll be fine. She'll <laughs> agree to anything when she's drunk. <laughs> Not oh, like yeah. that. Not like what that. What do you know? <laughs> I know because she agreed to do a comics anthology whilst drunk on a drink and draw. That is true. <laughs> Hence the name. He's drawn under the influence. Uh, hang on, our, our solicitors just handed us a note. Uh, we need to clear up that Sarah House will not do anything under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> and we apologise profusely. <laughs> it was all Andy. Yeah, it was all me. <laughs> I can't do anything when I'm drunk. <laughs> Don't even need to be drunk. Just the promise of <laughs> booze. That's true. But yeah, um, you've been doing art swaps as well, haven't you? Yeah. Posting um, up. Yeah, there's a guy in um, in Manchester. Uh, he makes models, and he is uh, making me a zoot. And I've done a couple of sketches of his character, a cool. couple of his characters. So um, yeah, they'll be winging his way on to him soon. Awesome. Uh, I did another one a bit like that for a guy in America uh, back in February. Oh yeah, which is really really cool. Bert Spence, his name is, and um, I got a really cool little robot dude. That um, I did his drawing of. Uh, so yeah, they go really well. Cool. So, how long is your zoot going to take? Don't know. He's been working on it for a little while, but he's just moved. So um, uh, I think he's a little bit delayed. Yeah. But I'm to, I mean, his stuff is fantastic. So I can't what, what does he make it out of? Uh, I think he makes um, a proper. I, I think it's a bit freaky printed, but he also makes the molds as well. Uh, cool. Resin molds. So I think it's going to look quite cool. But if some of the, if we look at some of his other models, there are like elements. There's some bits in there that are very zooty, you know, like the thin legs and the big bulky feet and the big hands and stuff. Cool. So I don't think he'll have any problem with the style of it. That's cool. How's uh, the website been going? You... Yeah, really well. I've got a couple of um, a couple of inquiries through it. Cool. Uh, a few little jobs. Uh, yeah, I'm really busy with commissions at the moment, as I was saying. Um, but it's one of those things because this sketch, this um, comic strip took such a long time, so I needed to prioritise that because the deadline was was looming, uh, getting tight. Yeah, looming. Yeah, it was at the end of this month, or was it past? No, yeah, this next Friday. Uh, this Friday. Hang on. Uh... No, beginning. Of, no, beginning of June. Um, so now it's a case of. Yeah, well, I don't know which one to do next now. Um, so, so I did have those two because they needed to get done, those two hand sketches, so now it'll be something digital. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Something cool. quickish so I can, you know, get done in a couple of nights then I can, you know. No, I must admit, I've really not been feeling drawing recently. 
Okay. I don't know why, just anything I have done is just like, mm, it's all shit. <laughs> you can't force it, as we've, as we've uh, said about before. No, well, I think I was focused on finishing the comic that's going to go up on the website, uh, Roadkill, mm-hmm. the one I was sending you the pages off, and then... Oh, yeah. Um, so, and I sent that out to a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, heard back from one, the others defriended me. Don't know if that's a sign. <laughs> um, Who did you send it to? What, for uh, for comment? Yeah, just sort of like a... Well, not even for comment, just a putting it out there in the world kind of thing. Okay. Um, like I say, I wasn't expecting a lot. It was just a... I wasn't mm. sending it out for reviews or anything. I was just sending it out to people that send me their stuff sometimes. So they can stick it on their fridge. Yeah. So they can go, it's it's fine. <laughs> dream of mine. But yeah, no, that'll be on the website when it launches, which I've been doing that as well. I've been building the Stuart Thinks You Can Draw page. Yeah. Which... Is tricky because it's also talking about me, and I've tried to do like on the commissions, doing a uh, you know, a little bit behind the commission sort of thing, just to give them context. Like sketchbook pictures, I've just put up without comment, kind of thing. Mm. And um, but yeah, I don't know. It all seems a bit wanky up my own ass, sort of thing. Wanking but... up your own ass. No, wanky up your own ass. Not wanking up your own ass. I don't even want to ask questions about that. Fucking hell. Suddenly got images of like why your wife knocks before she enters rooms now in your house. <laughs> yeah. It's wanking I up really good, again. I've been printing off some, some random um uh fine art. Wait, 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 before you finish this sentence. Yeah. <laughs> do you really want to follow off wanking off up your own ass with this? Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. We're <laughs> doing some Google searches. <laughs> there's a name for one of the paintings, and I thought that is a great um, uh, entendre for, for female masturbation. And it's oiling the tortoise. <laughs> and I thought that's fantastic. So that's my favourite phrase at the moment, oiling the tortoise. Uh, my friend Emily and that I worked at HMV with, we used to call it bashing the biscuit. Because where my wife makes her own banoffee pie, part of that involves her just with a rolling pin beating digestives. So, yeah, so she's been bashing her biscuits for years. So I, I said she was bashing her biscuit. <laughs> which we then decided sounded like a euphemism. Yeah. I think at one point I had a whole file on my phone of accidental euphemisms. <laughs> but... But yeah, so that became the thing. So every time Kat made a, G, um, a banoffee pie, I'd send a picture of the bashed digestive biscuits to my friend Emily. <laughs> so, hang on, what was it? Oiling the Tortoise, because that's the title of this episode. Yeah, Oiling the Tortoise. There we go. Got that title quick. Well, after yeah. Hellboy's Tank last week. <laughs> which... Uh, Tony messaged us to say that he always referred to it as a gooch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. But uh, as I have a friend whose surname is Gooch. That's... <laughs> <laughs> but that does ring a bell, though. I'm sure somebody must have called it a gooch that we've known, but it, it sounded familiar. It's not, it's not a subject of conversation that we have very often, though. Come on. What are you talking about? So we start <laughs> every conversation, you know, as you gooch. As you take... <laughs> Oh, that's also a contender for a title for this. It follow on nicely <laughs> from the last one. Tell you what, it gives Episode a whole seven, new... how's your taint? 
It's maybe re rethink for some tainted love. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Doesn't really worth thinking about, does it? No, let's let's move on quickly. Um Yeah. What else have you been working on? You're back at live drawing, I see. <laughs> oh, Speaking yeah, of yeah, tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what it yesterday, fuck it out. Um I dare yes, you yeah. I dare so, you um, to just call the guy over who's running it and just go, I'm having a bit of trouble with the taint. You got any ideas? Yeah, I just need to measure your tape, mate. I need to get your tape right. <laughs> Try a thicker pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good lord. Um, so, yes, yes, the life runs back, which I'm so pleased about. And uh, I wasn't too rusty on the first day either, which was all good. Um, I think I've been to four now. Cool. Do you have to wear a mask when you do it, or is it just uh, distance? So we did, we did into, well, it's cut down numbers now. And as I need ten, you've got to book the session, which you didn't have to do before. Um, you do, but because of the last lockdown ease, which was what, 17th of May, I think it was? Is yeah. It? Um, you, the, you don't have to wear a mask in a classroom. Which, so, you know, that's basically what it is. But, um, I mean, I'll be honest, I do. But, yeah, yeah the I, model. I'm so glad it's back. That'd be great if awesome. the model was naked apart from the mask. <laughs> That'd be great, yeah. Life um, drawed in the, the time of Corona. Our model yesterday, um, it, it, usually when you sit down and get on with it, about okay, about halfway through, some it always, the, the person either the person of the drawing always reminds you of somebody. And straight away yesterday, the, the model looked just like a Mickey from the Rocky movies. <laughs> so uh, either get up, you bum! Yeah, <laughs> I got a crap lightning. Um, and about was he also half, the penguin. I, the, you also? Was he also the penguin? Yes, he was. <laughs> it was also the penguin. Uh, but also, after I finished, the drawing looks a little bit like an old Paul Weller. I know, because I misread it and I thought you put Paul Walker. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing like Paul Walker. What the fuck? Oh no, I've misread it. Yeah. That makes sense now. <laughs> and not Peter Weller either. <laughs> I think we can do it with only one hand. Oh dear. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad that's back and um, that's a little bit of normality for me. Because, you know, before lockdown and restrictions, that's all I did anyway. Yeah. So I'm glad that's back. So, I mean, it's an elaborate thing to go through every week just so you've got an excuse to look at news on the internet and pretend <laughs> it's for art. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've taken the cover story too far. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that's good. That's good for the glove pass back. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um,. Yeah, I've not really been up to much. Like I say, I finished that comic. I've been working mm-hmm. on the Nerds website, which, if all goes to plan, will have launched by the time this episode comes out. So we'll talk a little Exciting. bit about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, I did that tattoo design for the guy at work. Has he seen it? Yes, um, I sent it to him yesterday after I'd sent it to you. What do you think? Uh, he said today that he'd stopped by the tattooist on his way home to show yeah. him the thing, to ask him if he could actually do it. Yeah. So he That's said he's just got... He's just got to decide where he's going to get it now. Mm. You mean where on the body or what shop? Uh, Where on the body. Ah, okay. As it's his son's name, I'm hoping it's not going to be like on his arse or something. 
But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm quite pleased with it in the end. Hey, I had no fucking idea. When he first asked me, I had no idea. And then, like, the name actually lends itself well to an elephant. I'll so post he it up. Speci- he didn't specify an elephant. He, no, he wanted an elephant. Oh, he did want an elephant. He specifically oh, okay. wanted an elephant. So I did a few different designs Yeah. that were slightly more complicated than they needed to be, I think. Because my original idea so was to get- have where the R loops round to have that yeah. keep going and that be the trunk and then have two legs at the front. Okay. And it, it was just way over complicated. So, yeah, the, the name Ruben really lends itself, really. I mean, yeah. it's a good job his name wasn't Tim or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I would have done it with Tim. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, it worked quite nicely in the end. So I'm quite pleased with it. And, you know, as much as I'm pleased with anything I've done. But I, yeah. I took your advice and started with a font and then just built on that rather than yeah. drawing the font, yeah. Drawing it that way. So I did it all digitally in the end. I even used layers. Wow. I know, I'm starting to feel quite filthy about this whole layers business. <laughs> it's only taken me four years of nagging. Like I said, when I did Roadkill, I even saved two files, the JPEG file, and I've still saved the uh, separate... Clip art studio file, so I've got the layers to go back to at any point. Good lad. But, I mean, to be fair, I think I've been using layers all along because when you type something over it, that adds a layer anyway. Yeah. But I'm I'm intentionally doing it now. <laughs> Not accidental layers. Not accidental layers. They're deliberate layers. <laughs> that so my next that makes you sound like a sexual predator. You have a deliberate <laughs> layer. Mm. So the next thing now with layer properties and layer modes. I'll get there. I'll teach you layer modes. Don't. Let's not run before we can crawl. <laughs> On our bellies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. No, that's pretty much it for me. Say, I've been putting the website together, so I've been looking back at older stuff and found some stuff that I actually quite like that I did. Ah, Again, not enough that I good. hold it up as good. Well, mm. I was going through because I sort of looked at your website and used that a little bit for inspiration. In that mm. I pretty much ripped it off, <laughs> but I've uh, I've done like a um, a gallery on there, so I've got my commissions and that I've done, which you know isn't that big. Mm. Um, I don't know if I can send you the. Oh fuck's sake! Sorry. Need to work out how to turn notifications off on this new laptop. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can send you the... Because they're not live. I don't know if I can send you the pages. Let's see if I can. But yeah, um, yeah, the website. So, like we said before, the True Believers website is going to become the nerds who haunted themselves. Mm. And on, it's going to be a bit cleaner, I think. So, But on there you'll be able to read comics. So, Hello to Jason Isaacs will be free to read on there. And Roadkill will be going on there free to read. And I plan to start doing some regular nerd strips. The first one of which I sent you uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I sent you the pencils of. I've yeah. inked it up now and then I'm sending it. Or oh, I, I drew it on A3 so I had to get Kat to take it into work. And um, from that, so she could scan it in because we haven't got an A3 scanner. And, um, yeah, so I've just got to do that, give that the digital once over. 
So my plan for that is to keep the original thing and then redraw it on a separate layer. Which sounds like a ball lake, but... But yeah, like I say, it feels a bit wanky writing about yourself and the stuff you've done. You're doing your website, like doing your bio. I hate doing my bio. Oh, I didn't like that at all. Right. I have sent you a link in Messenger. Let me just see if that actually works. Oh, it does. So yeah, you can see the page as it is so far. Um, and the other links from that should work but yeah like I say it's going to be tidy up that URL as well make it a bit shorter Uh, but yeah so on there you'll have there'll still be a troops page so you'll still get all your troops stuff on there so don't worry about that and if you type in oktroopbelievers.com it'll still take you to that site same as if you type in hauntednerds.com now it'll take you to the troopbelievers site but yeah so you'll have a store on hey what are the links working? I don't know. Oh, no, they're not at the moment. I haven't put them in yet. Sorry. Okay. But yeah, anyway, that's basically what it's going to be. The Facebook ones, Mike. Yeah, the ones that take yeah. you to the Facebook galleries do. Yeah, I don't think I put them in yet because I wasn't sure whether they would change. I'd need to change them again to hauntednerds.com forward slash mm. whatever. But yeah, so you'll have that. You'll have the podcasts on there. You'll have a store which will take you on there. You'll be able to buy the physical comics. Um, hang on, sorry, I'm trying to find the page while I'm blindly talking. Uh, yeah, so on the store, at the moment, you've got links to the Redbubble. Oh, I had an update on uh, Tee Public. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, well, why they why they wouldn't let you have your T-shirt? Yeah, they wanted me to prove that the art was mine, so I've sent them the stuff, and I've yeah. not had anything back since. Well, they wanted me to send them a... I can't remember what file it was. Yeah, I can't remember what specific file they asked for, but it wasn't something I used. I said I didn't have the ClipArt Studio files anymore because I'd accidentally saved them as JPEGs and then not saved them as ClipArt. I was like, but I can send you the original sketches I did. I can send you the links to my Instagram where I posted them up in progress kind of thing. Yeah. why Why would they doubt it? I don't know. I don't know whether somebody was like, that's not his artwork, or whether they, because the site was, the store was set up as a Nerds Who Haunt Themselves store, but then I credited the art to me, mm. whether that tripped something off. But it should be a simple thing of replying with an email saying, this is mine, these are the original sketches, this is the yeah. progress pictures, here's links to where I've already posted it online kind of thing. But yeah, I've not heard anything since. Here is me drawing it with today's newspaper. That's it. Even if I had the files they'd ask for, what's to say I didn't grab it offline, put it into whatever, Photoshop or whatever. Yeah. Tweak it, save the files like that way so it looked like it was mine. Absolutely nothing at all. Other than a picture of me physically drawing it with today's newspaper. Yeah. There is no real way of proving it's actually yours, is it? No. So... But yeah, the the store page's pretty much just got the comics on at the moment, and the murder Hawaiian style print. I'm planning on putting some original comic pages on there. Just deciding whether I do want to get rid of some. Mm. I'm torn with the first two I did, Jason Isaacs and Robot, because they were the first yeah. ones I did. So I I don't know whether I want to keep those or not, and then the other ones possibly aren't as important enough but as I get build up some more Haunted Nerds ones I don't mind selling the joke ones 
So yeah, it's that sort. Given that I used to be the guy who draws them and then throw it straight in the bin, hmm. it's weird that I'm now attached to some of it. Um, but yeah, and then there's the link to the red bubble and assorted tap, which, like I say, at the moment is just the Moda Hawaiian style print. Um, but yeah, that's that. And then, like I say, the podcast page is as it is. When the actual website goes live, I'm going to lose the sidebar. So okay. it'll be a bit more like yours, where it's just a clean page. Yeah. I think the sidebar's just got too busy. And then the home page will just be picture links uh, with the introduction, a bit like what's on the nurse one, but then like picture links for each of the podcasts. Yeah. Picture links for each of the comics. And then picture link to your website, picture link to the Stuart Thinks He Can Draw page. Picture link to the Troob page. So like I say, that'll be on there. Everything's on one page for Troobs at the moment. And then as and when we do the cons, there'll be other pages added. So at the moment, it's just like Secret Origins and then bits on each of the previous shows. Yeah. So, but it's weird to think how long it's been since we last did a Troobs. Yeah, it is. But I'm still not sure about 2022. Yeah. I just, it's whether we pull the trigger and take that risk. Um, but yeah, like well, I said, when you say you mean the risk of it being cancelled? Yeah. Well, something like Thought Bubble, I, I can't speak for Thought Bubble, but I'd imagine they've got a better contingency plan than we could ever have. Yeah. Um, but if we did it, sold it, and then they said events like that now have to be half capacity, we'd be fucked. I'd kill yeah. the event dead so it's whether it's better to just miss another year to guarantee That's the future true. yeah or take the risk of putting it on but then potentially being financially ruined by having to because it depends when they did it because juries are good that we well we never used to have to pay them until quite close to the event anyway so if the money just sat in the account if we did get enough notice to cancel it then all the money could just sit in an account not going anywhere we could pay everybody back yeah so nobody would lose any money which would be the plan the problem would be is if it's like a week before we paid everything on the hotel venue and then they go yeah everything's got a lockdown again yeah absolutely we'd be completely fucked so it's do we take that risk i mean i think it's a yeah i think it's a good thing to think about especially i do a summer one outside but you can't guarantee the weather because I thought about no, you really can't. I thought about hiring a load of marquees, looking into mm. that as an option. So each table, um, the guy who did um, "Let's All Die" did one in America that looked a bit like it was in a car park, but they were yeah. all under tables under marquees, like you know, gazebo yeah. kind of marquees. Well, with open sides. Yeah, but the problem with that in this country is if it's raining, no one's going to come out to it. If it's blowy, it's going to be a nightmare. Because you yeah. know. I don't know whether you know, but comics are largely paper product. <laughs> so affected by both wind and wind. Yeah. So it um, may not be ideal. But I don't know. Like I say, there's lots of things I'd look into doing, but it's nothing's guaranteed, is it? No, absolutely. Right. I think I've sent you a link to the commission's page as well. Gallery, okay. but that'll give you an idea of what the other galleries are like. Yeah. 
uh, oh no, that's the comics one. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I've sent you a link to the comics one, so you can get an idea of what the comics comic mm. project page would look like. Um, the fuck then? Where's the the same page is on twice? Is that deliberate? Oh, yeah, one's the pencil, one's the ink. One's the original pencil, and one's the finished one. Okay. So, in like you know, one of them, it doesn't look like a lot of difference. But once they go into color, hopefully you spot it. <laughs> so yeah, well, the black and white. You've got quite a few comics now, haven't you? I didn't realize you had so many comics. I've, I've done a few, yeah. Um, I mean. Whether they class as comics is up for other people to decide. But. Right. Yeah, so the tag's wrong on that one. Yeah, I'll send you the commissions one, because that's got a bit more stuff on it. But yeah, like I say, hopefully that should launch 1st of June. I just need to change all the logos to True Believers and then make sure all the web addresses are correct. Mm. Um, I feel like I've been working on that for ages. Right, that should be the right one for commissions. If you want to have a look at some point. Except again. No I rush. I forgot all about Andy, the archaeologist. I know, I had to borrow your pens. That's how long ago that was. Yeah. Uh, that's my first proper paid gig. Fab. So yeah, there's not much on commissions. I'll, If I'm allowed, I'll add the tattoo. When a... Uh, if he says it's all right. Do the museums still use that with the archaeologist? Uh, no, because it's a different thing now, I think. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, that was on stickers as well. Have you got any of them? Uh, I think I've got a sheet of some of them. Not many, I think like three or four. Yeah. I think they're in the folder with the original drawings. But, yeah, that was a weird gig. Like I say, because it was my first one, so I didn't really know what I was doing. Now I could do it digitally and mm. make it sexy. Again, I think I'd send it to you so you could make it the right file format. Because I knew nothing. Still done. <laughs> but just blagging my way through life. But yeah. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much it working on kind of thing. I've got a couple of comics in the pipeline. Still chipping away at walls. But not very much. This is the problem. Mm. If I come up with a long-form idea, I instantly think of loads of different things I want to work on. And I'm still trying to get pubes done. You're still trying to grow pubes? Yes, I'm still trying to grow pubes. No, I had that idea for a comic that's like The Blob, but it's pubes. (laughs) Because that roadkill was originally meant to be like the B feature that would go in the comic before the main feature, which would be pubes. Because then I wouldn't have to put pubes on the title. (laughs) It could be the title inside the comic, but I wouldn't have to have a comic where the front cover title is pubes. I think that would sound. Maybe you have two versions. One that you, you know, goes at certain events. Maybe you put it in a brown bag under the desk if someone comes along and goes, they kind of wink at you and you think, you know, do you want to see my pubes? And you, you, know, you pull out a, you know. From That's it. People have to come up and wink and go, I want to see your pubes. <laughs> but... Or they'll maybe have like a code phrase that you only give away, give out on the podcast. Like, um, you know, your tent, your tent is looking spectacular today or something like that. (laughs) 
It'd look better with pubes. <laughs> yeah, your take would look better with pubes. <laughs> oh, this degenerate nonsense. But, but yeah, no. Uh, I took Daniel after his birthday. We took him to spend his birthday money in um, Smiths. Yeah. I bought myself a He-Man figure. So it was basically like after my birthday when I was a kid. <laughs> but I didn't realise that you can get a battle cat to go with him. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. But he's 25 quid for the battle cat. Yeah. Which, I don't know if I can pull the trigger on that. Because you can get that and Skeletor's Panther. Um, what's the Panther called? Kevin. Kevin the Panther, that's the one. Skeletor's Panther, fuzzy, Kevin. The purple fuzzy panther. Is he still fuzzy? I don't, can't remember. He might have been. Battlecat was never fuzzy though, was he? No, he wasn't. No, no, he was shiny. Uh, I didn't like clothes. This Battlecat though, you can move his legs. Oh, okay. I think they advertise it as retro play with modern articulation. Yeah, because that He-Man's got modern articulation. Yeah, he doesn't do the spinny waist thing. Yeah. Disappointingly. But he is very cool. So, I did take him out of the box in the end. Because I'm not an inboxer, as a rule. No. <laughs> so, but I would like to get a battle cat. He'd look awesome sitting on the shelf once the, uh, once I've got a, uh, study area. Yeah. So, it's, uh, still I nothing bought, started on I the conservatory, so. Oh, you haven't started on it yet? Well, I'm not building it. They're building it. <laughs> yeah. Have you ordered it yet? Yes, it's all ordered, and then it went radio silence, which, you know, it's like we paid the deposit and then we didn't hear anything, but now it's uh, back up and running. So just waiting to hear from the builder for when they can start, and then Kat's ordered a desk, which we built. Mm. So I'm using her desk at the moment, but I found the um, art desk I want, which you can guarantee by the time we can order it. I'd order it now, but if you order it now and then can't build it for months and you find out the piece is missing, it makes it very difficult to send it back. And I don't want to build it and take it apart again to store it. Mm. I've got no room to put it anywhere if we keep it up. Ooh. So, but yeah, and I found the bookcases I want for in the the dining room would become like Cat's office and my art study. Yeah. Sounds so pretentious. Where my art desk is, and I'll do some scribbling. But um, yeah, so find some of those. But I have to order them from IKEA. It's like forty quid delivery to get furniture delivered from IKEA. Is it really bloody hell? I priced it all up, and then I forgot. I priced it up just based on the white ones. Then forgot that you got to add twenty quid if you want a different colour to white. Yeah. Because let's be honest, who wants white bookcases? They're fine, but wood looks better. Mm. So, plus, at least attempt to look like you're matching the wood finish of the desks and whatnot. Not that you'll ever match it completely, so it'll always look like a hodgepodge. But, yeah, it's it's just one of those things now. I want them to do it so that I can set up the area. I'm more excited about that than conservatory, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, the conservatory would be nice. but And then we'll need to redo the garden. Which looks that. It's going to cost us the best part of a grand in slabs to redo the patio. Blimey. So, 
Yeah, no, it's fucking. I think it's because everybody's doing home improvements at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So the price of everything's gone up. So, but there's no major rush to get the garden done this year. Be nice to, but I'd rather get in the house sorted first and then sort the garden, that sort of thing. We finally got the fence outside the front of the house replaced, so I've got to go and paint that, but it's been pissing it down with rain every day, so I haven't been able to do it. I think, yeah. So we've got this new fence and it's getting fucking drenched at the minute. So that'll have wood rot before I can paint it. <laughs> Welcome to the wood rot program. <laughs> fucking garden file at the moment. Oh, I got no real interest in the garden. I just want to get the conservatory done, put a lean-to on the side of the house, we can get rid of the shed and then just re-patio where the shed is and just redo the garden a bit. I went on strike. I started refusing to mow the lawn. Until, you know, we actually looked at the garden and considered yeah. doing it. <laughs> I was a petulant child about it. I was like, no, if you're not interested in my ideas for the garden, I don't see why the fuck I should do anything in it. <laughs> it's just because I can't be asked to mow the lawn. I'd like to get fake grass. I know it's a thing for knobs, but... My next door neighbours got fake grass. Both of our next door neighbours have got fake grass. Yeah, there's... When I was doing one of the different rounds, somebody there had a fake grass, so I just pretended to tie my shoelace just so I could rub my hand over it to see what it feels like. It's nice. It's not It's not like the shit they used to make you play football on at school. I was going to say it'd be like, like AstroTurf. No, Turf. it's not like that at all. Oh, OK. I mean, you might get a carpet burn if you slide on it, but you wouldn't shred your leg up. <laughs> oh. But, but, yeah. But, no, that's the main thing for us. Um, so there's not a lot else you can do. We can, we're not going to go away on holiday this year, so. Mm. Well, I don't get the appeal of going abroad from the possibility that you're going to have to come back either at short notice or quarantine for two weeks when you get back. Yeah. It's like there's no fucking appeal. In it. I've got no sympathy for people who go abroad and they go, oh, they fucking told us. We, it's like you knew that was a risk when you went. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know I sound like a miserable old bastard. That's <laughs> because <laughs> you are a miserable old bastard. Well, no, if you went rock climbing and they were like, there is a chance you could fall and hurt yourself, and you go, yeah, yeah all right, and then you fall, and you can't then go, oh, I fell. <laughs> you didn't Nobody say told that. me that was possible. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just got no time for people's stupidity, but we're considering maybe going up to Liverpool at some point. Well, Jack's massively into the Beatles, so there's a there's a Beatles museum up there, and there's a Beatles statue. So I'm sure we'll do it, and he won't appreciate it at all because you know he's 12 now and too cool for anything that we try and show interest (laughs) in. But um, so yeah, we thought that might be nice just for a couple of days, but and then obviously you got Thought Bubble at the end of the year. If that still goes ahead. I think it, well, yeah, you don't, can't really tell, can you? No. Again, it's the Indian variant, you don't know what's going on. I was saying to Craig the other day, wasn't it nice back in the day when the word variant only referred to comic books? Yeah. yeah the swimsuit variant. Yeah. <laughs> the not safe for work Kickstarter variant. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I'm not sure about Thor. I mean... We'll go on to a separate thing in a minute. But, yeah, Thought Bubble, I don't know. I've got real imposter syndrome about being there. 
We don't spoke feel... about that last one, didn't we? Last yeah. Podcast. Well, it's like more people who say they didn't get in. It's like, I really don't deserve to be there. You didn't me. I didn't get in. Well, you don't deserve to be there. Fucking <laughs> hat. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously saw your cat compared to my dog and were like... That's what it was. It's the ultimate vote for the dog. No, I just, I don't know. Like I say, it, it does tie into stuff we talked about last time, but I just don't feel like I deserve to be there. I feel like there's other people that should be there instead of me. Mm. But I don't know whether part of that's as well, just sort of general anxiety about coming out of lockdown. That would bother me. So, what, coming out of lockdown? Yeah, it's a bit too close for me. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I've sort of got you. I've kind of thrived in lockdown because, mm. admittedly, nothing's really changed for me. Apart from not being able to go to comms, I don't see people that much. But um, I don't. Well, I don't even really go out to shops anymore. Say, so Dan's the day after Dan's birthday, we went to more shops in a day than I think I've done in a year. Yeah. Because of having to do various things while we were out that way, but it's uh, which one of those was Jackson's to pick up the order, which was nice to be in Jackson's again. Mm, I've not been there for over a year. No, well, I went to collect my because I ordered some pens because they had the pen sale. Yeah. So I went to collect those, and I was about to go and ring the bell thing, and I was like, "Oh no, shit, they're open!" <laughs> <laughs> so I can actually go in the shop. And just felt weird being in there. Um, bollocks it up and went to the wrong thing. You meant to stand at the desk by the door, I think, and then they'll come to you. But I just wandered in. Uh, okay. But, but yeah, there were some people talking at the counter for ages, and I didn't really know what the fuck was going on. So, <laughs> again, I'm out of practice of going into a shop, but <laughs> I don't know what the protocol is. But yeah, I've not been in a comic shop for fucking well. My birthday last year, I think, was the or the day before my birthday last year was the last time I was in a comic shop. I think. Um, since then, I was getting stuff delivered, but I get all my stuff now from Edward. Mm. And again, he brings it to me, or I pop to his house and get it. So, I've not had the thing of uh, going in and just browsing the shelves. Because I mean, the thing with Pride Line at the moment as well is that you have to make a ten-minute appointment. And the anxiety of the pressure, yeah, the anxiety of the pressure of making a ten-minute appointment and getting there on time for it. Because again, I got no interest to in getting there so early that I can mill around Cheltenham for a bit. Because I don't really want to. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, it's just like I say, I've, I've missed cons and I've missed seeing people at cons, but at the same time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could quite happily stay like this for another year or so. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible and I don't wish that on anybody else. Like I say, it's, I've still went out to work every day, so I've not really had the full lockdown experience like some people have had. Yeah. But, like I say, it's just the anxiety coming out. And it's like cinemas are open again. It's like, that's amazing, but I don't want to go. My thing with cinemas is that they put that advert out where they're like, we'll make you wear a mask. You wear a mask, you fucking prick. You better wear a mask. Oh, eat some popcorn, though. Mm-hmm. Take your mask off to eat popcorn. But then you put a fucking mask on. It's like um, Jason Isaac said about being on a plane. 
And it was like he wore the mask the whole time because they were like, wear a mask on this plane. If you take the mask off, you're off. And things. So he wore it the whole time, but then they come around and offer you food. He's like, <laughs> like, no, I'm going to keep the mask on. Like, Are you sure? Do you want some peanuts or something? <laughs> so he's like, no, I'm going to keep the mask on. Like, what do you want to drink? He's like, no, I'm keeping the mask on the whole flight. And he was like, the stewardess was like, well, other people are eating and drinking. He was like, yeah, I fucking know. That's why I'm keeping the mask on. <laughs> but it is this weird double standard, isn't it? Of wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. Unless you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, is that any fucking different? If anything, it's worse, isn't it? Because you're slapping your lips together. We've got a policy at our place where you have to wear a mask unless you go to somebody's office and talk to them. Then you can take your mask off. So surely that's the worst point. Yeah. I get the frustration of, it's like my managers were doing briefings at work with a mask on. You had to tell them to just fucking take it down because you couldn't hear a word. Mm. But but I get the whole, I mean, I wear a visor rather than a mask just because with my glasses and my asthma, I can't see or I can't breathe. Yeah. Um, so for long periods of time, the visor's just easier and stops me turning blue and passing out. But, no, like I say, I just, I don't know. I think you get used to things, don't you? You know what I'm like with change. Yeah. There's but, a certain security as well wearing a mask. Yeah. I think just the routine of, you know, you come home, you know, you don't really have to go out anywhere again. Because <laughs> you can't. <laughs> So, but I say, I'm sure once it all slips back to normal, I'll be like, yeah, no, I fucking miss this shit. <laughs> but, but yeah, what about you? I, what, I don't know, are you excited to get back to cons or cautiously I, optimistic? I miss it. Or? Yeah, I'm starting to miss, I'm, you know, I'm missing cons and being behind the table and things like I, that. I was going to say, I think being behind a table is a bit more of a... Yeah. I think if I was the other side of a table, I wouldn't be as keen... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'm not really missing going shopping or anything like that. But um, I, I, yeah, I do. I miss the, the social bubble, you know, the social because um, that's what they were. You know, when you just like um, what was what was all uh, true believers? That's the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know, know it's been were, a while, but come on. They were, you know, they were all always fantastic social occasions, weren't they? You know, yeah, well, they weren't money makers, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the night before was always great fun, and, uh, and then during the day, you'd always meet people you only see maybe two or three times a year, and it was great fun. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing I really miss. I, I miss, you know, the community I, and the chatting and things. I miss the creative boost of it. <laughs> yeah, and the inspiration, yeah. Right. A shot in the arm when it comes to inspiration. See, that's the other thing I was wondering about with troops is when we do come back, because, you know, money's not great, because troops have been running at a loss, do we possibly do it, get, like, the three regular guests, mm. and then not go guests this time? Mm. Try it just really focused on small press. Is the small press community big enough to pull in a crowd? Uh, yeah. That is true. But then there's the other thing of, you know, unless you're the first one back, once people have got used to going to cons again, is does the appeal of them sort of wear off again a little bit? Yeah. 
will people start taking them for granted again? Just like, oh, I'll go next year. Like people possibly thought in 2020, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shut it off. But, although we sort of, I mean, COVID was just in its infancy when we did the last one, so I wonder whether that did yeah. play a factor in it. Say, the fact yeah. we were the day after uh, we finally left Europe as well, I think, think helped with people feeling in the mood to come out. Yeah. Given that a lot of people that tend to move in our circles were generally opposed to leaving Europe. So it, it did feel like a little bit like a day of mourning for some people the day after. Mm. But, and I think possibly people were just getting con fatigued by that point. There were so many different comic cons. But, you know, people weren't getting a chance to miss them. So it's like, if you miss that one, there was one a couple of weeks later. Yeah. I was going to say, we were the last ones, weren't we? Yeah, I think we were literally the last one. There might have been one of those, you know, come and meet celebrities for ten seconds. Yeah. Kind of cons, but... I don't know. Say, I'm looking forward to bringing troops back. Like, well... Like we've said before, even if we come back for one last one, there will definitely be another troops. But because I'd hate to disappear on a whimper. If we're gonna go, we do a full blowout kind of job. Yeah, absolutely. Like a Joe versus the volcano. We're gonna die, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go out on our terms by jumping into yeah, a volcano. We, we burn down the hotel as we leave, kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure I want to go to prison over troops. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. Oh, Jack Ball, the, have you heard of the Funkoverse board games? You've probably seen them in no, toy shops. They do okay. like a Harry Funko Potter. Funko is in the, the, oh okay. As in Funko Pops. But you get like yeah. smaller versions of the Funko figures, and then you've got like a board game. Okay. And he decided he wanted it. And I was like, alright, let me look at things. And like a load of the reviews were like, the instructions to play are really fucking complicated. It's yeah. like, you know, I'm a 40-year-old bloke and I do not understand these rules. And I was like, all these people say it's really complicated. He was like, no, I still want it. And I was like, fine. So I ordered them for him. They came on Sunday. He started playing them. I was like, if you're going to set it up, that's fine. But I'm not. I've been at work. I've got stuff I need to do, so I'm not going to be able to look at it properly with you. And he was like, I don't understand these rules. I was like, I fucking told you. <laughs> I was like, I haven't got time to try and wrap my head around what these things are, because it doesn't tell you what the things mean, so... But it's like, what the fuck? You're making a Funkoverse game. Why make it so fucking complicated? Yeah. Or at least... So, if it's, do so the is the idea one, that I've, you can add, you can put any character into it? No, I think it's the ones that specifically come with the board. So, like, the Harry Potter okay. one comes with four characters, and then you can buy expansion ones. So we bought yeah. that and an expansion one, because, you know, God forbid you try the one before you uh, waste yeah. more money on others. But, but yeah, but it's just so fucking complicated. But you would have thought, yes, grown-ups like Funkos too. God knows I've got fucking more than I ever intended to have. But they just look fine sitting on a shelf kind of thing. But just fine. If you're going to do a game like that, at least have a version of it, even if you have the adult version that's like for... I imagine it's for people who like... I imagine people who play like D&D and all that sort of thing, or... Yeah. Boss, those other ones. The 
dice role playing game things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever they're called, Magic the Gathering is that, or was that cards? Is that, that's, no, that's one as well. Well, it's yeah. a bit of both, I think. Or the Star Wars ones, but you buy yeah. the ships. And yeah. Warhammer, that kind of thing. Yeah, I imagine if you're into that stuff, then you probably would understand the instructions. But if you're just a 12 year old kid who bought it because you like Harry Potter and you like Funko Pops, yeah, it's like, have an idiot version. Where it's like you roll the dice, you move six spaces. But, yeah, it's just a fucking nightmare. I don't... I mean... Do I be worse than there's any YouTube videos where they play it through? Oh, no, he's watched those. He still doesn't understand it. Oh, weird. And I don't want to sit and watch Bellends on YouTube playing fucking Funko Pop games. It's bad than watching videos of them opening this shit. Mm. Or guys with just shelves of them still in the box. <laughs> Jack now as well, it's like, can I get all the boxes for my Funko Pops down and keep them on the shelf in a box? I said, no, you fucking can't. <laughs> it's like, keep them out of the box. It's like, for one, they take up their space. For two, you don't want to be one of those dickheads. <laughs> Next, you want protective cases for them. Well, they might be worth something one day. He downloaded an app and put all his things in it, and he's got like 400 <laughs> worth of Funko Pops based on... 400 quid's worth based on the value they're worth now. Oh, okay, yeah. Or whatever, some shit. And then he wanted to go around the house looking at all the ones I've got. I was like, well, for one, I'm not going around with you explaining what each one's from. Mm. So this is Woody from Cheers. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just, oh, I don't know. Like I say, when I first started buying them when they first came out, they were quite a nice little novelty thing. But it's just yeah. got fucking out of hand. You can get everything now. Do you remember that year we tabled at Leamington? Yeah. They had that guy selling all the Funkos, and even he was like, I know I've got about a year left in this before it fucking... Yes, the I box do remember like, that, yeah. Fucking didn't fall out, did it? <laughs> <laughs> fucking 3,000 group variants later, still going mm. strong. I mean, I get the appeal. They're cheap. They're cheap toys that you can put up on your shelf and look quite funky. And given the cost of action figures these days, that's like 20-odd quid plus. Yeah. I understand that cheap alternative. If you want a fucking Boba Fett or whatever, it's that or a 20-quid Hasbro one that's difficult to find because fucking people buy them, flip them. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's... But they, they, at one point, they were reasonably, you could like get them from Comic-Cons and from actual comic shops. But yeah. nowadays you can get them from, you know, any toy shop really, now can't you? Well, yeah, HMV. Yeah. Get them from anywhere. It's like there's some I collect. I collect the Bond ones just because I collect anything James Bond. Mm. But even they're in a box in the loft. I'm actually yeah. open. I had them on display for a bit and then I didn't have the space anymore, so. And I probably will display them. Like I say, I've got other odd ones like an Iron Giant and a Robocop and Robbie the Robot, that sort of thing. But, like I say, I've got more than I ever intended to get, just because either people have bought them for me because they're easy buys. Like, he's a nerd, yeah. he likes Animaniacs, we'll buy him that. Kind of thing. But, like I say, I don't get the... It's like a girl I used to work with was signed up to one of those, you know, we'll send you three Funko Pops a month thing. Yeah. Either two you know about and one random or whatever. Oh, the random one, yeah. yeah. It's like, she had them just piled up against a wall in the end. <laughs> got to come a point where you're just like no <laughs> I'm done 
But like I say, I'm amazed they've survived as long as they have. I really generally thought the bottom would have fallen out on them by now. Mm. So, so, I mean, they're like bubbleheads, really, aren't they? They just don't bubblehead unless they're the marble ones. Yeah, some bubblehead, don't they? Yeah, I think that's to do with licensing. Mm. But have you ever seen the Simpsons ones? They're creepy as fuck. No, I haven't. Oh, I think I have seen them. Yeah, there is some odd about them, isn't there? They, they do not lend themselves to Funko Pop at all. Yeah. Um, I think but, I've yeah. got. How many have I got? I've got five, I think. Oh, have you? I've got a shitload. I think four or five I've got. Um, yeah, mainly presents, I think. Yeah. Like I say, I've got some. I generally buy them when they're cheap. It's like. I yeah. Bought the set of the ones from Cheers just because I fucking love Cheers so I don't really care and it's yeah. not like they're ever going to release a Sam Malone action figure <laughs> <laughs> here's your norm action figure so like, I've got those and I've got the Animaniacs ones and Pinky in the Brain just because again you couldn't get anything else like that mm. if they released proper Animaniacs toys or figures again I'd be all over that shit but there's others I've got that I look at and I'm like where the fuck did you buy that <laughs> dick but say I regret nothing hmm. like I say in the early days they were cool and it was easy to get a little bit excited when they released a mm. Bentham or a whatever a Green Lantern I remember when the Baby Groot one came out there was a massive uh, hype about that wasn't there yeah I think I got a Baby Groot one when I worked at HMV yeah but but anyway that's far too long on Funko Pops but yeah, like I say, just as a game, that thing is fucking stupid. I can see why it was cheap. Mm. But he should have spent his money on another Beatles album or something. So, at least he'll keep that for when he's older. I can see mm. that game getting put away and never played with again. Yeah. But I told him we might as well just display the Funko Pop figures out of it at least. Get some money. Yeah. <laughs> Get some monetary value out of it. Pops. Maybe they're like pop little miniature versions. They're like two thirds of the size. Oh, okay. Of the normal ones, so they're all right. Just, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of things that are fine, what you been watching? Fine. What you been watching? Um. Well, let's uh, let's dance around the obvious at the moment. Uh, what have I been watching? I'll tell you what I did watch. I really really enjoyed. Yep. Mortal Mortal Kombat. Uh, see, I want to watch that again. I'm not going to pay 16 quid to watch it. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. It's great fun. It's very violent. Um, it's very cheesy. Because, um, uh, yeah, especially if you were at the computer games, they've done have crowbars and there's bits and pieces in there that's quite funny. Like um, when one of the characters, for instance, he'll like, fight somebody and then win. And under his breath, he'll go, Kato wins. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter, which is so cheesy. It's really funny. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of what you want in a Mortal Kombat film, though, isn't it? Of course you do, absolutely. Um, there's uh, there's some, yeah. It's, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really good fun. That was, that was a yeah, a nice a nice distraction. Good fun. Does it have the Mortal Kombat theme song in it though? No, no. Uh, unless there's some kind of distorted, um, heavy remix version, I didn't recognise. Because uh, that is easily the best thing about that original 1995 film, yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. But, hang on. Have you got that on your phone as well? 
<laughs> so romantic. It's probably saying shit when it's written. I can't be asked for that to get into the actual thing. Get sued before it does. This is the Mortal Kombat. That's all I knew about that film and the game for a long time. It was just yeah. that song. But, but yeah. Um, no, what else have you been watching? I mean, we'll get uh, to the so, ones that we've both been watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, did I mention... I don't know if I mentioned Godzilla vs. Kong last time I spoke. Uh, I think you I did. That. Yeah. Uh, what other movies? I, I was saying to you earlier that I've ruined my 80s movies, so I, I've been binging on those. Like, what about Bob? I love what about Bob. That's a 90s movie. Come on. Oh, well, okay, okay. Early 90s, late 80s. Um a lot of Bill Murray movies, uh, some John Candy movies, Trevor Chase movies. Uh, yeah. What else? Um, the Money Pit I watched as well. See, I used to like The Money Pit, and the last time I watched it, I wasn't so sure about it. Oh, really? Oh, I really enjoyed it. I, I need to rewatch it again. You know, sometimes you watch a film, and you're like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen, and another time you watch it, you're like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, um and um oh crap the Michael J Fox movie um Back to the Future <laughs> no um Back um, to the Future too no um Secret of My Success that's, that's not where you thought yeah. I was going was it Back to the Future three yeah it was <laughs> it is actually it was the Secret of My Success I liked that um, show. again I've never seen it up. before. Yeah, no, never seen it before, and it's very 80s, but it's good, it's great. It's the bit where he's on the bed and he's, like, conducting the sex, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. When he, yeah, a good film, I like that. There's a thing about Back to the Future that never occurred to me, mm. and it's obvious, and it should have done, until, but somebody pointed out on something else, that it's the most 80s movie, because it's a basically about, it's not enough that he comes back and his parents are together. They've got to be rich or, you know, have money and have bought in that really big nasty truck. <laughs> the big black one. Yeah. And it's such an 80s yuppie fucking... It's like, yeah, it it's, not, it's not enough for it to be about the love. these parents love each other and they're happy. So they've got to live, have money yeah. and be yuppie shits. And also employ the guy who kind of tried to rape her, or no kind of about it, tried <laughs> yeah. to rape her as the guy who cleans the car. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how did that job interview process go? <laughs> I know I tried to rape your wife, but I'm really good at cleaning cars. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. fine. You scamp. <laughs> uh, yeah, they use it as some kind of punishment, don't they? You know, you will have a menial job being my servant as punishment. Well, I mean, that's the most severe punishment that you should get for trying to rape a Clean teenage girl in a car at the dance. <laughs> But yeah, I've realised the ending of that film is horrible. <laughs> Thank God for two and three. <laughs> but yeah, it is the most 80s fucking greed is good movie. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Still love it. Though. Classic. But yeah, um, what have I watched? I finally watched Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, okay, what do you think? I love that film. I love it. Yeah, it's a great film. It's, for whatever reason, I think we had it taped at one point and then we changed skyboxes because the kids never wanted to watch it and Kat was never interested in it. Yeah. 
So I kind of had to wait, and I finally watched it yesterday. Um, love that. I finally watched Tenant. Tenant? Tenant. Tenant, yeah. I've not seen that. I need to watch it again. Mm. It's one of those films. Um, I watched Cliffhanger again. Classic. And I watched The Faculty again. Okay. Not so classic, but still enjoyed it. I late. don't know if I've seen The Faculty. It's basically Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but in a high school in the late 90s. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. With Josh Hart. Um, I watched a film called Happily with um, Joel McHale and um, Paul Shear and a couple of okay. other in it. That was a weird film. It was one of those films. Joe, that, Joe McHale is in Community? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. they're basically him and his wife. It's his wife's played by the woman who was the main med student in the last series of Scrubs. You know, the one where yeah. they went to med school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was in Red, Kevin Smith's Red State as well. But yeah, they're basically like a perfect couple. They never argue and all that sort of thing. And they go on this weekend away with their friends. And it just goes really weird. And it was one of those films where I was like, did I like that? <laughs> I think I did, but I was not sure if I did. <laughs> but that was on Sky Movies, so. Um, but watch Baby Done with um, uh, that comedian whose name I can't remember now, but she's in it and Neville Longbottom's in it. Oh, okay. Um, that's good. And I watched the um, Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was on telly, wasn't it? Yeah, on, on I think it's still TV. I think it's still on iPlayer if you want to watch it. But I yeah. really enjoyed that. Is that good? Worth watch, is it? Yeah, I wasn't sure whether how much I'd enjoy it, but I did really enjoy it. Mm. Um, I watched Cars 3, and then it got to the end, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. <laughs> that's how fucking memorable Cars 3 is, and that's meant to be one of the good ones. Yeah. Uh, watched Jurassic World, because it was on on Saturday. Yeah. That's a film full of dumb people doing dumb things. <laughs> so, so what I put out that. Facebook update of like no matter how badly you're doing at things in life you're still doing a better job than the dumbasses who run Jurassic World <laughs> there's a great tweet account which is like um, a Jurassic a Jurassic Park um, customer service or something like that that's really worth a watch well in the first film fair enough it was sabotage in yeah. this film the thing gets out because they go oh there's claw marks on the wall it must have climbed out because it's hiding somewhere <laughs> Instead of, like, you know, just getting the tracking information on it before I go rushing off back to the park and you go wandering yeah. into the fucking cage. Yeah, yeah, let's go in. Let's, let's go in and then let's open the big door so that it can get out that way. It's like, and then you think, I mean, I think I talked about this years ago when I did the podcast with Joy Amy where we talked about the Jurassic Park films. But you'd think something like that as a basic insurance thing would have some kind of underground bunker system yeah. set up whereby if there wasn't in the unlike the event of a breach everybody could get the fuck somewhere safe where the dinosaurs aren't going to get them and you know ride it out like a bomb shelter kind of deal yeah i think yeah. that would be a basic thing in the insurance course i mean i know you wouldn't have in a movie then but nobody wants to watch the jurassic world film where they just have a nice time because yeah. <laughs> everybody does their jobs properly they go in the, the panic room for, for yeah. two hours. That's the movie I want to watch. Um, I watched Without Remorse. That film is wank. 
<laughs> I was really looking forward to that film because I love the Jack Ryan films. Yeah. So I don't know how well oh, you know okay. the Tom Clancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. I've never read the books because the books are very different to the films and I like the films so much. But I was looking forward to Without Remorse because I like the John Clark character. He was played by uh, Willem Dafoe in Clear and Present Danger and yeah. Liev Schreiber, or Ray Donovan, as you know him, in some of... You came with me, me, you, me and Lee went to watch some of all fears at the cinema, didn't we? Yeah. We did, Many yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, but I really like that character. But that film was dreadful. Okay. It had the old... They murdered my wife and unborn child thing. It's like that's been done to death. Mm. Did they kill his puppy as well? No. Otherwise, John Wick would have turned up. <laughs> have you seen the How It Should Have Ended for One Division? Oh no, we can't talk about it because of anybody who hasn't seen One Division. We'll talk about it after. It's funny. Yeah. No, um, I, I have not seen it. Yeah. Um, without remorse was. Shit. There's a couple of cool bits in it. There's a bit where he sets fire to a car, then gets into it to point the gun at a guy, but that's in the trailer anyway. The bit where he has the big prison rumble is quite good, and there's a bit where he's swimming in a plane that's sinking underwater, but he has mm. to go down into the plane, and that bit's very cool. But otherwise, it was dull as fucking dishwasher. Dishwasher, bit, dishwater. The, the bit where he has a rumble in the prison, is that where he's at a table and he's about to be released, and the guys come over? Is that that film? No. The it's... guys come over to kind of wish him, you know, oh, are you, I hear you're off or something like that. And then he kicks her ass. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, what am I thinking of then? This one, he's in his cell and the guards are starting to come to beat the shit out of him. And he, like, takes his shirt off, because you do. Yeah. And, like, blocks the sink so the water's pouring out and then pours water on himself and then just starts beating the shit out of him. Why does he pour water on himself? Well, he's like... Puts water on himself. I'm not sure why. I'm mm. sure there's a reason, but I lost interest in the film by that point, and that was only about half hour in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I watched Sorry to Bother You as well. That's a weird film, but I kind of liked it. Okay. Um, Never heard of it. It's, it's it's strange, but it's good. Um, it was on Netflix, but it was the last day, so I had to watch it. So I said to Cat, I was like, "I'm watching this. You can, if you don't mind, if you do mind." Jog on. <laughs> I did not say that, otherwise I wouldn't be here now. Um, but yeah, she watched it with me, so I couldn't tell you what she thought though. And then the two big films, yes. one that you initially did not like and I loved straight away, and so we'll I do that one first, yeah. was The Mitchells versus The Machines. Yeah. Which, Which apparently was, yeah, was originally going to be called Unconnected, wasn't it? Connected, yeah, because my art of books connected. got connected on it. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that's a better title or not. I don't think it is. I think I prefer Mitchells vs. the Machines. Mm. When I ordered the art of book, it was called The Art of Mitchells vs. the Machines. When it arrived, it was The Art of Connected. So, is it still called Connected in the States? No. They changed it there as well, as far as I know. Oh. But obviously, really late on in the books have already been printed, maybe? Yeah, but all the preview copies of the book online are Mitchells vs. the Machines. Oh, weird. Does it say Mitchells versus the Machines anywhere on the cover? No. Weird. Yeah. But, but yeah, so you didn't like it initially, which really surprised no, no, me. No, I didn't want to be your was, friend anymore. Because I, I read a lot of people, a lot of people were saying, oh, how amazing it was. Oh, uh, so, so I thought, all right, oh, brilliant. I'll watch it, I'll watch it. And then I came away thinking, yeah, it's like a, you know, I can compare because the animation style, the quick animation style. 
I you were like, it's it. fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I kind of compared it in my head to ch- uh, to Cloudy River Chance Meatballs, which I thought was much better. <gasps> I okay. love Cloudy River Chance Meatballs. Oh, don't get me wrong, it has its moments. Several and then, um, good. Yeah, and then I watched it again, and I kind of got it, I think, I really enjoyed it the second time. Is it Cloudy River Chance Meatballs is. with the monkey that's Yeah, Steve, <laughs> that's the one, Steve. Yeah. And Mr. T plays the cop, but only only in the first one, not in the second one. No, and because he asked for too much money. Is it Terry Crews in the second one, or is that it is something Terry, else? No, yeah, it is Terry Crews in the second one. Well, you can't go wrong with Terry Crews. No, he's amazing. He's in Sorry to Bother You, isn't he? Is he? Um, yeah, no, I love Mitchell's Oyster Machine straight away. Dan loved it mm. as well, to the point where I he likes it when I go up to him and do the dog pig thing. Oh. <laughs> Except I changed dog to Dan. He's still at that age where he finds shit like that hilarious. So, <laughs> but those two robots are ace. Yeah, yeah, they are great. And I love the yeah. son, who's just randomly going through the going methodically going through the phone book, ringing people up to ask if they want to talk to him about dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> it's such. A, I mean, it's by the Into the Spider Verse people, so. It, it is, yeah. It had that going is. for it, and it's got some great animation styles in it. Yeah. Um, again, I like that thing. It reminded me a bit of um, Captain Underpants. Yeah. In the themology of it, where in Captain Underpants, it's the kids who make comic books in their treehouse and then pass them out at school, mm. just because they love telling stories in comic books. And it was, again, it was a creative kid making movies kind of thing and I was kind of hoping it would inspire Dan to dig out his uh, stop motion set thing again oh, of course yeah but you try getting a kid off a fucking tablet <laughs> yeah. but no it was nice and it was a film that they enjoyed as well um, I thought the dad was great in it as well he's fantastic you see I think I think because he reminded me of the dad in um, Meatballs Candy um, uh, Rich Household not the yeah. not the, the, not, the not, not the Bill Murray movie. film yeah, <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, with the eyebrows um, yeah. and the James Caan voice. Yeah, and and then the with the furbies. But I didn't expect that coming out at all. That was bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> who would make such a thing? <laughs> I really liked that film. Mm. I've not watched a film twice yet this year, but it may be the one I watch a second time. Yeah. 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 But, say, I enjoyed that so much that I think people should watch it and enjoy it themselves, so we won't go into too much detail on that. The other one, on the other hand, though, that we both, well, we disagree on, I think, uh, is, is um, Aliens of the American Werewolf in London. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Army of the Dead. Yeah, Army of the Dead. Um, you see, that was a, that was a film that, uh, again, I think it's it's about kind of how you're feeling and what state you're in at the time. And I was watching it quite late at night, and I quite enjoyed it. But you are right; it is such a long film as well, isn't it? It does not need to be two and a half hours long. It is fucking no. boring. You could lose the whole subplot with the door. You don't need it at all. Right. No. Warning now, potential spoilers for Army of the Dead. Get on Netflix and watch it if you feel compelled to. Otherwise, skip forward a little bit. Um, it's just... 
I've seen Snyder fans defending it as, oh no, it's just like he's doing cover versions. That's why all the songs in it are covers, despite the fact all the songs in it are not covers. Because yeah. it's the Cranberries version of Zombie that plays at the end, which was a stupid song to use at the end. But I've also seen people trying to defend that as well. <laughs> and it's like, no, he Googled songs with zombie in the title. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, that'll do. A bit like Iron Man 3, they Googled songs that were big in 1999. Blue by Eiffel 65, Blue by that'll Eiffel do. 65. Yeah, the other two are open with ACDC songs. It's the same kind of thing. Uh, I can't slag that song off. Dan loved it at one point. Mm-hmm. He was obsessed with that song. Oh, showing the video, that'll put him off. No, you watch the video. Oh, the video is terrible. Yeah, it's 1995 CGI Euro trash <laughs> animation, isn't it? But, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so you've got that. You've got a shitty dialogue at the beginning. But, you know, oh, what do you think we could be hauling? <laughs> when you've got the shot for shot fucking rip off of American Werewolf in London yeah that's uh, um, so remind they... me in American Werewolf in London are they shipping something in the back of a truck no it's the bit where I know they're two high um, they're two hikers in the middle of a moor aren't they yeah the bit he rips off shot for shot is when the guy's the one soldier's on the floor and he says are you going to help me up and then as he reaches down to help him up the zombie in this takes the guy out, and in American Werewolf in London, it's the werewolf. Ah, uh, okay. Takes the guy out. But it, it is, you put the two side by side, somebody did it on YouTube, but you put the two side by side, and it is fucking shot for shot. Really? Blimey. But it's just, oh, it's such a dumb fucking movie. Oh, But it's not fun. The mm. premise of that film, you know, a Las Vegas heist in a Las Vegas overrun with zombies should be fun. But it doesn't lean into that fun of the, that conceit at all. Yeah. It's, so some, of, it's like somebody told Zack Snyder that real filmmakers don't make fun movies, and he was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it, like There are little moments of fun in it, like where they're tra- setting off the traps leading to the safe using the zombies. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but that was, wasn't that a bit... Yeah, that was a bit pointless to me. But that was funny. But, but thought, It yeah, was just... With, that's the kind of thing I expect. That's what the tone of the film should have been all the way through. Yeah. It's just that weird fun thing. Although that also feels kind of cruel. Because the zombie's kind of got a bit of a personality just before he gets fucking mushed. Yeah. <laughs> so you do feel a little bit sorry for him. But It's where the one goes wrong and he just trunges back to the lift and get another one. I did find that quite funny. Yeah. But... But there was one bit. You know, what's that um, movie theory? Um, is it something called the, the the hidden gun or something where something's into the beginning and you know it's going to come back later on in the, in the movie? Yeah, I can't think what it's called now off the top of my it's head. Something's gun, isn't it? It's like Schrodinger's gun, something like that. Yeah, something like it's that. It's like yeah. the in Die Hard. There's such a fuss is made about the in Die Hard that you know it's going to play a factor later on. Exactly that, yeah. Um, there was a bit of a beginning of that film and I thought, oh, that is cool if that happens. And it was something to do with when they first... When they go through the back door, if you like, into the into into Vegas, and there's all those dusty bodies piled up, and she says something about, "Oh yeah, well you should see when it rains." Oh uh, what? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it's going to rain. Yeah, I thought that'd be awesome if that happens, and you got all these kind of skeletons walking around and stuff. That'd be awesome. That's it. They come back no. to life when they get wet. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing happened, did it? No. But. 
Well, yeah, from then on in, it's a fucking shameless rip-off of Aliens. Yeah, it is, very much you've, so. You've, you've got the Carter Burke character, which, again, they set that up so obviously he was going to betray him. Why not fucking flip it and have somebody else be the inside guy? Like the safe cracker yeah. or something like that. The guy you don't expect. And then you've got all this bullshit he puts in, like the robot zombie. So what the fuck yeah. is that for? Somebody said there was an alien zombie in it. I didn't spot it, but by that point I'd stopped caring. Yeah. Or um, the thing with um, where they have that whole conversation about, oh, maybe those dead bodies are us and we're caught in an infinite loop thing. And oh, it sort yeah. of cuts yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. a dead body that's got the same necklace on that the woman who gets her neck snapped. Hmm. But so you've got that and that's blatantly stuff he's put in just so it sounds like there's something of substance and depth to it but it's not it's just so people go online afterwards and go oh oh, this is what this is (laughs) but it's just that's the kind of shit that you would have called out years ago Mm. it's like you know just lazy filmmaking you're just chucking ideas in that don't go anywhere don't lead to anything kind of thing like I say the robot zombie is clearly some kind of world building if it was in a Marvel movie you'd know it's going to pay off in a couple of films time mm. with this one that is a self-contained I movie I know I they're doing other shit the robot zombie. it's when they're fighting their way through the casino towards the end yeah somebody shoots one of the zombies and then you it's like blink and you'll miss it but he's got like a robot face and sparks are coming off it oh no I don't remember that because I caught it out the corner of my eye. I was like, what the fuck was that? And went back. Oh. It's like that glitch in the film. It's like, no, it is meant to be a robot zombie. But again, oh, not explained exactly. anywhere in it. Yeah. And then you've got the whole thing. Again, it's not explained in the film, but Snyder's come out afterwards and yeah. said that the zombies keeping the women in the hotel room yeah. was so that the zombie could rape them and try and impregnate them with a zombie-human hybrid. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Yeah. It's like, that's not in the film. In the film, you just assume that they're keeping them and then dragging them off and biting them and turning them, which also doesn't make any fucking sense, because why would you keep them? Just bite them and turn them. (laughs) So that makes no fucking sense. But it's like, for your whole thing to be like, yeah, that that zombie main zombie guy, bit of a rapist. Like, cool, Zach. You're so edgy. It's like, and so you've got that, and like I say, the whole Aliens thing is fucking shockingly done. Yeah. Because it's not even subtle, to the point where they've even got shared lines. Like, you know, you don't see them fucking each other over. Yeah. And the oh, whole... she bugs off in the helicopter. Yeah. Which, you know, you'd hear a helicopter hovering around, because helicopters are fucking noisy. <laughs> but whatever. And, you know, you've got a character who looks a lot like Vasquez. Yeah. In the way they're dressed, you've got a character that blows themselves up to save the others. Yeah, apparently, um, that she was CGI'd in. Did you read that? Tig was, yeah. The helicopter. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because yeah, she replaced Chris, whatever his name is, because he had some allegations come out against him. Yeah. So, I mean, fair play. Snyder paid, like, I think, he, I think one of the things I read was that he paid out of his own pocket. Yeah, the money to repl- CGI replace him. So she's not in. She didn't wasn't on set with any of them. It was all green screen. And there's a couple of bits where you look at it and you're like that's blatantly added in after. But yeah. I knew that going in, so I was going to let that slide. And to be fair, it's largely really well done. But 
And you've got I the little think, thing yeah. of the uh, Snyder Cut canisters in the vault. As a little in joke for the uh, Snyder stands. Oh, is there really? <laughs> it's just, like I say, it's fine. It's too long and it's boring in places and it's up its own ass, but it's fine. Mm. It's not the fucking, it's not the masterpiece that the Snyder fans are telling you it is, and it's not as bad as other people are telling you it is. Yeah. It's just fine. <laughs> I quite like, and that's okay. The, I quite liked how the leader zombie was wearing a helmet. I thought that was quite good. Oh, what Conan the, Z- the Zombarian? Yeah, Conan the Zombarian. Yeah, it's just, I, yeah, I just, uh, like I say, it should have been more fun than it was. Mm. You think Vegas heist movie with zombies? You think it's going to be fun? Mm. But I think to the point where even Snyder came out, it was like, it's not meant to be a comedy. It's like, why? Why couldn't you just make it enjoyable? Yeah. <laughs> like I say, there are people who like it and more power to them, but it was the Snyder fan online that was like, the thing that's unique about this is that you've got smart zombies. Show me another film that's got smart zombies. So Twitter <laughs> obliged with a list, like, you know. Yeah. The later Romero films and... Uh, Night of the yeah. Living Dead, Warm Bodies, all that sort I of stuff. I imagined. Yeah, and then the guy was like, no, I meant specifically normal zombie films. He's like, you're right with all those films, but I specifically meant normal zombie films. It's like, how do you win this fight? <laughs> it's like, the thing that's unique about Snyder's Superman is that he flies. Show me another f- Superman film where he flies. It's like, well, all of them? Well, no, I specifically meant normal Superman films that don't have Superman <laughs> in them. <laughs> It's like, fuck off, you twats. <laughs> That's, I don't mind Snyder. He's fine. He's not necessarily to my thing. But he's fine. He's fine. He does what he does, and he does it well. He doesn't understand what he's doing. I don't think he's ever read a comic in his life. I think he's looked at the pictures. <laughs> and he does very well at getting the image from a page up onto a screen and making it look good. I mean, I don't like Man of Steel, but it looks very nice. Mm. But... um. Yeah, it's just, it's the fan base around him that I don't get. The really hardcore ones that are like, if you don't like Man of Steel, then you're just a dumb shit. It's like, fuck off. It's like, you've instantly lost that argument. If you don't like Man of Steel, you don't understand Superman. It's like, okay. All right. (laughs) I'll just go back to reading the comics that he started in. (laughs) Dicks. But, yeah, I just... Ugh. And it just ends predictably as well. And yeah, then you've got I that tacked that. on ending with the guy coming out of the safe. And how do you not know you've been bit? Yeah. That big reveal. It's like when he was on the plane, I was like, well, he's clearly been bitten. And then he started to feel ill, and I was like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, he just notices a massive bite mark on his arm. I mean, I'm not being funny. I'd notice if I got bit. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure somebody will argue it away. It's like, oh, the adrenaline. And and why is he slower to turn than others are after they've been bit? Yeah. I presume that was because he he's only just been grazed. Yeah, but still. You know, he'd only be slightly bit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'll give it its due. The alien films are also very inconsistent in how long it takes for a chestburster to burst out of you. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah. You know, consistency isn't always a thing. <laughs> but, 
it's for the convenience of the plot. Yeah. I just... Uh, I don't know. But... I, I think I wanted more from it. I wasn't expecting much, because it was a Zack Snyder film, but I did like Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Way back in the day. Whether I'd still enjoy it now or not, I don't know. Because... I don't know, but so I did have hopes for it. And again, it's a zombie heist movie set in Vegas. That sounds great. <laughs> no, not allowed to enjoy it. Got to be dark and moody, yeah. like all the DC movies. I mean, you know, at least by using zombie, it got us thinking about the troubles, which is what you want in a zombie film. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, you can love Zack Snyder, but you've got to, even the hardcore Zack Snyder fan has got to admit that he doesn't understand subtext. <laughs> His idea of subtext is, this is the thing that is happening. Like, cool subtext, Zack. But, he seems like a nice enough guy when he's interviewed and that, but, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're hiding it well. Uh, As you said, it was fine. It's it's not going to be in my top ten of the year. <laughs> I think if you cut out the whole daughter subplot, it'd be yeah a really enjoyable hour and a half zombie movie. Possibly not as enjoyable as it should be, but perfectly reasonable. But it's uh, I don't know, man. I just why do films have to disappear at their own house instead of just? <laughs> It's like, I get why people don't like the Marvel movies. You know, if they're too silly for them or something. But they're exactly what a comic book movie should be. Yeah. A superhero comic book movie. Yeah, they're fun. 100%. If there's a Marvel movie on and it's part way through, I'll watch the end of it. Even if it's one I'm not particularly fond of, I'll still catch the end of it. There are Marvel movies mm. that I've only watched once and can't work up the enthusiasm to watch again. Doctor Strange. Thought too. See, I don't dislike Thor 2. If that's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange, to be fair, if it's on, I probably would watch it. I've just bought it after it. I went to the cinema to watch it, and I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray, and I've just never really been felt overly compelled to go back to it. Again, it's all right. It's got good moments in it, but... Yeah. I've seen it done slightly differently in other Marvel movies. So, but... But yeah. Anyway, fuck that shit. Let's talk about some comics. You read any comics? <laughs> nope. No. Carry this, on. This is all me then. This is all you. I've been, I've been rereading the Atomic Hercules. So I read Atomic Hercules Goes Commando. Yeah, I, by, uh, I've also read all those, by the way. Tony has yep. I'm waiting for the new one. Um, I mean, you should know what to expect from that by now. <laughs> it's going to be largely oh, yes. Tony Esmond centric, actually. This one. Because I've been reading George Mayhem because they did the Patreon. Which I let a load of those build up before I started reading them. Mm. And I think I need... And then I've been reading them each day as they've gone up. But part of me's kind of thinking I should let them build up again. And then read them. It's quite good to read them that way. Because if you want any of the Patreons, or you want any Patreons... Not at the moment, no. I've given a few up. But I have done Patreon. Yeah, this is my first and only one. Yeah, and you know, I partly followed it because you know I like what 
Tony and Adam and uh, 4P do. Yeah. Uh, partly because they've supported us in the past, so it was a nice way to support them back kind of thing. And just because I wanted to check out Patreon, see what it was like about kind of thing. Um, I must admit, I only read the pages. I've not watched any of the videos or anything he puts up. Um, I'll get to them eventually, probably. But it's just so much fucking content in the world. They're almost in a position of putting too much shit out in a week. Um, which, you know, isn't a bad thing. But, um, yeah, on the back of 4P, he sent me to read um, his mini-comic, Pussy Man Fists. <laughs> which is fucking ace. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked it. I read... Um, Explorers Lost in Time number one by Sam Hardacre off the back of him being on the Awesome Pod. Um, which yeah. I enjoyed. Uh, Mike Carlin put Ratman 2000 up on his Facebook page again, which is like a 60 page comic. Okay, Ratman 2000. Yeah. Which I quite enjoyed. They've all got that. Certainly the Tony ones and Ratman 2000 and Pussy Man Fists. They've all got that underground comics feel. Yeah. They're quite, you know grimy and rude and not necessarily safe for work kind of thing. Did not care for the way I said rude, though. Rude. Um, but yeah, and then my big read, there's something else I get onto, but it also leads into a, a plug. My big read was um, the book of the moment, Monsters, by Barry Windsor-Smith. Mm. Which everybody was talking about, and then The Guardian did a piece on it, and it seemed to go quiet. In that way that The Guardian when they tell you that it's the thing you should be reading, seems to kill things dead in the comics community. Yeah. But it is a beast. It's a lovely book. The artwork, and it's lovely. It's all black and white. Um, it's <sighs> Part of it involves an abused child, which is something yeah. I struggle with. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't say it was a fun read. But I don't think it's meant to be a fun read anyway. Mm. But it's really interesting. It's really nicely done how it all ties together. Because mm. um, you follow like different characters and then... But it all it ties everything together. And I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't read it. Um, it's difficult to talk about without spoiling it kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah it's it's really well put together. I think it's... I think it was, yeah, 30 years in the making. So I think that was why it was the big thing. It was like the big Barry Windsor Smith opus that everybody had been waiting for for years and years and years. And unlike many of those other things that people have been waiting for for years, it actually lives up to it. Mm. Um, like I say, I, it wasn't a fun read, but I don't think it was meant to be a fun read. Mm. Um, I wouldn't even say it was an enjoyable read, but not in the... A bit like Schindler's List. Schindler's List is yeah, not an enjoyable okay, yeah. film. Yeah. Kind of. So, but it was a worthy read, and the artwork in it is stunning. I've gone back and gone over pages several times just looking at the art. It was one of those ones. But it also got me thinking that, and I was listening to, I was catching up on the That Comic Smell podcast, because I was a couple behind. Yeah. And they have a thing with them, they call it Intention Fails or intention failures, where they pick three books that they're going to read in that year. Yeah. And then inevitably 
don't get back to it. And I was thinking, I want to do some epic reads this year, so I'm thinking I might reread Bone. Because mm. I realised that that big edition I've got, I've never actually read. I only read from, like, I got some single issues and had and had borrowed a couple of the books. So I've never read all of Bone. I've just read the ending of Bone. I've never yeah. read the beginning. Yeah. So I'd like to go back and reread Bone. Have you got the collected edition? Yes. Yeah, I've got the complete black and white omnibus one. So mm. Bone is one of mine. I want to reread my Too Much Coffee Man omnibus again, because I've not read that for a couple of years. Yeah. And I do love it, and it makes me feel... It's my sort of like my nostalgia comfort comic. And I'd quite like to reread Strangers in Paradise. Oh, of course, yeah. Now that I've got the 25 one as well. So I'd quite like to go back and reread all of those. So those are my... Th- I'm thinking those are going to be my three big reads. Mm. Okay, tell you what then, if you do that, then I've got a big read that I want to do as well this year. Okay. i got the complete Calvin and Hobbes I want to get for it. See, I've got that as well. Fuck. Yeah. That's one I tend to dip in and out of rather than... Read. Yeah, I've read a few, but I to actually go from right at the beginning. There's four volumes of it, isn't there? Yeah, I think we've got the same set. I've got the softback yeah. one, though. I don't know whether you've got the hardback or the... I think it's softback. It's in like a, it's in like a cardboard case. Yeah, that's what I've got. Because I got that for Christmas, not last year, the year before, maybe? And I think I read yeah. most of the first volume, the first book. Because mm. I was reading it in bed and Kat was trying to get to sleep and I was pissing myself laughing. <laughs> but... Oh, that's something that happened since the last pod. You pissed yourself laughing. I pissed myself laughing. No, I had my COVID shot. Oh, of course, yeah. I had my first one. You had yours yet? Uh, I've had my first one. I got my second one on Saturday. Oh, nice. Did you have any reaction to the first one? Not at all. You? Uh, I felt achy as shit Hmm. until about midday the following day. Oh, okay. And then it was like I felt... You know, like how you feel when you're fluey, how well your body aches. Yeah, I, f- I felt like that, and then sort of about midday on the Sunday of just feeling absolutely shit. It's like somebody flicked a switch, oh, and right. I felt fine. Yeah. Apart from my arm ached for a couple of days after that. Yeah. Um, and then in the night, I was going really hot and really cold, but not as bad yeah. as Cat, because Cat does at the same time as me. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I woke up because she was so cold in the night that I was woken up by her teeth chattering together. Bloody hell, really? Yeah, she was that cold. She ended up sleeping in, like, two dressing gowns with the covers over her. Yeah. But I was fucking roasting and then freezing cold. But it was like, once I got woken up by her, it was like I was sleeping next to a block of ice. You could feel the cold coming off her. Shit me, wow. It was bizarre. But again, sort of slightly later than me the next day, Mm. she started to feel fine. So, but... There's the school of thought that if you feel shit after your first one, yeah, then you'll be okay. The second one doesn't affect you. Because it was weird, because I didn't even feel the needle going in. When I have the flu one, it feels like somebody's stabbed me with a fucking sword. Mm. I really feel the flu shot. But yeah, this one, I sort of went to turn. I'd pulled my sleeve up ready, so she didn't jab me in my drawing arm by mistake. Because, <laughs> you know, if an arm's going to rot and fall off, I don't want it to be my drawing arm. Mm. But yeah, I sort of talking to the doctor and at the same time she'd done it. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Didn't feel that at all. So, and then, you know, felt shit afterwards. But 
Like I say, it wasn't as bad as some people have it. I know somebody at work yeah. laid up for like two days. I just felt yeah. tired was the other thing. Yeah. I just had no energy, but then I've got very little fucking energy anymore anyway. But I just really struggled to... like Something came through the letterbox of an Amazon delivery. It's like, I can't even be asked to get up and get it. <laughs> it's like, send one of the kids. <laughs> They'll walk by eventually. <laughs> but... But yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was a random aside. I didn't get any superpowers. Um, you didn't. That's no. it. And I'm not sure which one of the gates is going to be tracking me post divorce. Their divorce, not mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm hoping it's her, but you know, whatever, whatever, whichever yeah. one wants to track me, I'm sure yeah. they'll be thrilled to see what's going on in my life. <laughs> um. But anyway, the other read, and it's going to lead into a shout-out as well, that I did, was The Legend of La Mariposa is coming back to Kickstarter. Um, so I'd reread in anticipation of that. Cause have you ever read Legend of La Mariposa? No, I haven't. No. It's, she's basically like a... Um, uh, what do they call them? The Mexican wrestlers. Um, um, El... Yeah... Well, it's, it's completely gone. Um, what was the name of that Jack Black movie? Does it have that in the title? Uh, a Luchadora. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Nacho Libre was the Jack Black movie. Oh, yeah. I think that was his character's name rather than. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's basically those, and it's she goes on like a quest to be, join the Sons of Justice. So she has to do these four fights and collect the masks from each one that she wins. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so that was the Demon Gauntlet. That was the original one that was on Kickstarter. And I bought the three black and white issues that he'd released that he had on his table at... must have been Leamington I bought them. Because mm. on his table, he had a little wrestling ring as well. Like the old WWE yeah, he one. Did. Yes, he did. I remember that. Um, so yeah. And then on Kickstarter, which will be on the 1st of June, so two days ago by the time this comes out... Um, is The Legend of La Mariposa, The Climb, and other stories. So it features, mm. if I remember rightly, he kindly sent over a PDF of it, so I read that as well. Um, and it's great, but it's got the three black and white issues, but they're now all in colour mm. in it, and then some other short stories that, and one-shots that went in the middle. Um, so a little bit more Black Doris, the epic goat. Uh, black Doris is amazing. Um, but yeah, so he sent over a blurb with it. I'm shit at doing blurbs, so I apologise. But yeah, so it goes live on, yeah, 1st of June. So, no, the day before this goes live, it'll be on the Tuesday. Um, I will have hopefully backed it by then. Uh, I don't know, because it's, uh, Sometimes with a Kickstarter, I like to be the guy that comes in in the middle of the month when it's quiet, just to give that little mm. boost then. The the no man land kind of thing. Uh, he describes it as Samurai Jack meets Nacho Libre. Oh, yeah. Or feels like a combination of Nacho Libre meets Samurai Jack, which, with a dash of Steven Universe, which I'm not sure about Steven Universe, but I can definitely see the Samurai Jack Nacho Libre thing. It also, again, I know I said it with Beast Hunt and Battle Badgers, but it's got a little feeling of Asterix about it as well. Yeah. Which is never a bad thing. Um, and I'm aware that's 
two times now I've compared something to or stated that something's got a little bit of the asterisk about it, which makes it sound like that's the only comic I've ever read. <laughs> which isn't true. I've also read a Tintin. I haven't. I couldn't get on with Tintin <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, uh, so the but the campaign page gives a fairly handy synopsis of the book series. Um, a luchador's road to, the, uh, to glory is a path fraught with danger. Bear witness to the further exploits of La Mariposa in this collection of stories as the Purple Powerhouse meets uh, a mystery atop a mighty mesa, which is a table in Spanish. Um, yeah, I've been doing Spanish. Uh, battles a blood-sucking beast in the beleaguered in a beleaguered barnyard. That's the one with Black Doris in it. Black Doris is ace. Mm. I really hope it's Black Doris now, otherwise I made a right fool of myself. Um, subdues a sweet-smelling skeleton and more. Uh, also features thrilling tales from the archive of the Sons of Justice. Uh, the Legend of the Mariposa is a colourful all-ages romp that feels like a combination of natural Libre meets Samurai Jack with a dash of Steam Universe. Uh, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy it, which is good because I've not been a wrestling fan for years. But it, again, a bit like um, Damien Edwardson's Galaxy Grappling Alliance. Yeah. It kind of ignited all those old feelings I used to have as a kid watching like WCW and the late 80s, early 90s WWF stuff. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you were ever into wrestling, but... Oh, well. But, yeah. So, it, it's got that... Uh, yeah, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy it. You just have to like colourful characters, high-energy fight scenes, silly jokes and heart. Um, and it has got all of that. It's Like I said, I really liked it. I always liked... Um, I think he was on the Awesome Pod, and that's where it went on my radar, and that's why I um, sought him out at um, Leamington Comic Con. But it is just fucking ace I really really like it I highly recommend it um, I can lend you the Demon Gauntlet yeah absolutely if, or I mean you can read have you got access to the nerds Twitter account I think so yeah um, yeah, yeah he sent a message with a PDF in so you can oh, read cool. right, look. the climb in that mm. uh, it links to a Dropbox file but yeah I'll be sharing it once it's launched anyway because uh, like I say I, I really rated it and really like it so um, I might get Jack likes his comments Dan might like it actually I might even see if Dan wants to read it too mm. um, but yeah no it's really enjoyable um, I quite like quest comics as well really? it's got that questy feel about it here we go yeah oh. hey fever yeah hey fever sorry everybody but I probably murdered that as a link made it sound dull as fuck but it is really worth it any endorsement from me probably doesn't help anything out but, but you did mention <coughs> you mentioned um, uh, good old Steve Sims earlier yeah did you see his uh, post getting ready for his a, a new Kickstarter yeah um, he's done a load of uh, original art it's going to be in the um, uh, the backing um, some of the higher grade of the backing uh, yeah. stages there's some stunning ones in there. I know. I love it. He's contemplating, I don't know whether he will or not, actually selling some original pages through yeah. the Kickstart. Sorely yeah. tempted to get an original Battle Badgers page. I think I would. I well. realised when I was going through my portfolio, I have got an original Battle Badgers like, you know, pin-up that he did. Yeah, so do I. I do. Because um, 
I was opposite him uh, down in, where was it? Down in Bath. Bath. Yeah, Bath, Bath. in Bath. That's where I got um, mine. I was right opposite him. And I was just staring at this one piece I fell in love with. So in the end, I was like, mate, I'm going to have that off you. I think that was the first time I properly met him, actually. But I know he's been at True Believers before, but to actually, you know, to actually sit down and talk to him. Well, I didn't. He'd been at Troobs and I sort of passed his table, but in that yeah. way that you did at Troobs, where you're just rushing yeah. past tables, it was all a bit of a blur. Um, it was only afterwards, after he was interviewed on the Awesome Pod, that I was like, that comic sounds fucking great. Yeah, because he did um, one of our lanyards, didn't he? Yes, with the battle badges on it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That year we did the various ones. Mm. So, Mike Garley did one as well, didn't he? He did, of course he did, yeah. He did two. And then he had one uniquely made up for him. Mm. That was just the picture of himself with some writing on it. That's it, of course it was, yeah. Um, <laughs> we should get Steve on. We should do another art. Yeah. Round table one. Yeah. Get Steve definitely. on. So, we're coming for you, Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Oh, he probably gets that all the time. It's probably like if you call yeah. Dave, isn't it? <laughs> After legal gentleman, I bet that was a nightmare. Dive, yeah. But, Dave. But yeah, it's a, no, we should do that. That's something we should do. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this one. Um, yeah. Anything you want to shout out? I've done the Kickstarter. Any anything caught your eye? Artists you think people should check out? Oh, too many to name, but I'd have to go through my my Instagram account to re- to remember to be able to be. I should do this in advance, really, shouldn't I? I mean, you could, but yeah, I start now. This many episodes in. <laughs> um, okay, William Spaceboy is someone to look at on Instagram. Um, he's very good. Um, I've got some of his stuff coming in the post very soon. I hope. William that does Spaceboy. sound like you just looked at two different things in your room. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? Like you Kaiser yeah. Soze it. <laughs> <laughs> William Space. <laughs> William Space Tissue. <laughs> uh, yeah, William Space Boy. Spachemin. <laughs> Spachemin. I think it was Spachemin. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Spachemin. Um, and yeah, that's the only one that comes to mind at the moment, but he's absolutely fantastic. Cool. Send me a link and, um, and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, no problem. And there's another guy who I'm just trying to find his name. But he's an American guy who'd wear, wear, who does sloths and everything. Okay. So he does massive big mechs just being drawn by, by, ridden by a sloth. He's really good. Some of this stuff's fantastic. And his name is, please bear with me a couple of seconds and I can tell you. It can't be as tedious as me trying to find the uh, Alien Resurrection trailer music. I think that's the (laughs) high point of this episode. He is currently uh, winning this month's um, Draw Me a Robot competition. Oh, cool. Actually, is he he leading? Because it's the final tomorrow. He might be second. Did Um, you do this one or did you? I didn't. didn't. No, I didn't in the end. Uh, Nick James is... uh, no, he's not. He's not that one at all. It is. <laughs> Just randomly shouting out wrong people now. MB, uh, there you go. MB Graphics with an X on the end. NB. As M in... for Mother, B for Bravo, Graphic, Graphi, X. So Graphics, but with an X on the end. 
And what was the other one? William Spaceboy. William Spaceboy, yeah. Okay, I'll make a note of those because you'll probably forget to send me the... Of course I will. Links. Um, He's he's ace. He's got a real nice, kind of clean, very simple style. Cool. I like a nice, clean, simple style. I like over-detailed stuff as well. I like a mix. Mm. I'm easy. (laughs) You are Um, easy. (laughs) Very easy. Um... I'm going to shout out, uh, try and do my regular. So my shout out is Legend of the Mariposa, the Kickstarter and the Demon Gauntlet. You don't have to read the Demon Gauntlet to get the climb and vice versa, but it's the stuff in the climb is the bits in between the Demon Gauntlet, but it doesn't matter either way kind of thing. Mm. You can read both or you can read one. But yeah, I'd recommend picking up the Demon Gauntlet and back in the Kickstarter. I don't know whether one of the Kickstarter pledges will end up being that you can get Demon Gauntlet with it as well or not. I'm not 100% sure. You'll have to check it on the first. Um, like I say, if you go on the Kickstarter on the first and put in Legend of Mariposa or check out our social medias, one of us will tweet it. I'll tweet it through my own and I'll try and tweet it through the Nerds one as well. Um, podcasts, I'm going to shout out two. Um, I've possibly done them before, but uh, I've listened, started listening to it again because I'd fallen behind. That comic smell. I'm going to give those guys a shout as well. Yeah. Um, that's great. It's still. I mean, they're doing it all like we're doing this. They're not actually mm. physically getting together, but it still feels like a group of guys just getting together in the comic shop and having a chat. Mm. Um, which I always in my head when I used to listen to it when they were all together in a room. In my head, I pictured them actually meeting up in a comic shop after it had closed. But it yeah, wasn't. It was like around one of their flats or something. Yeah. But it's it's just got that feel. You know, like when we used to hang around Proud Lion after we closed and we do a podcast? Yes. It feels like that, ago. but, you know, not weighed down by us two. <laughs> or at least me. Um, and the other one I'm going to shout out was um, Damien on Omen to That. The episode last Saturday was The Art of Ian Richardson, where he spoke to Ian Richardson. That oh, was yeah. a really good episode. That's well worth a listen. So I recommend checking those out as well. Um, really humble Ian Richardson. Um, mm. He was talking about like being a guest at cons and about how you know he doesn't understand these guests that want like all these things. You know, on this colour train, got to stay in this kind of hotel room, <laughs> kind of thing, and that really won me over kind of thing you know as a con organizer because well you've borne witness to some of the things people have asked oh yeah said they need to be a guest at the event it's kind of like really (laughs) and he said the same thing my wife said (laughs) you know do you know that they make comics it's like no offense i love comics but (laughs) but yeah but no it's a really good episode um i mean you should listen to omen to that in general anyway I've i've said it before but that's my Kickstarter shout-out. Uh, like I say, that's done my book shout-out. What else do I shout-out? I think that's it. <coughs> uh, movies, Mitchells and Machines. Yep, Mitchells and Machines. Um, and Longshot, the Seth Rogen film. I'm going to throw that one out there as well as my wild card. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So Frogman sat in on this episode very quietly. Uh but yeah, if you'd like to know more about Frogman, you can follow me online as I'm um, at Token Nerd. 
uh, on Twitter. I'm on Facebook as Stuart Thinks You Can Draw, and I'm on Instagram as Stuart Thinks You Can Draw. Um, again, all the links will be in the show notes, or you'll be able to find all the links through um, com, which should have launched by the time this episode goes out. And if it hasn't, Yay. I apologise. <laughs> and where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, I am I am Zoot Artist. Uh, on Facebook, I am I am Zoot, and I got my website, which is called I am Zoot. So there's a pattern evolving there. If you dot com, uk, which is your account? Uh, it's both, it's both, but good dot co dot uk if anyone gets forwarded on. Uh, nice. So yeah, come say hi. Drop me a note. Um. Yes, you should. And you've got a blog on there as well, haven't you? There is a blog. I really need to update that to get everyone down there. Um, I do keep a blog. Terrible at doing blogs. I keep thinking about doing that as well, but got nothing interesting to say, really. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. Um, nerds who haunt themselves or nerds who publish themselves, you can read, you can buy my comics on hauntednerds.com. You can read most of them on Comic House. Um there will be some available on the Nerds Who Horn Themselves website or hauntednerds.com website. Um, hopefully by the time this goes up, there will be Hello to Jason Isaacs free to read on the website. So if you haven't read that already, you can check that out on there. And Roadkill should be on there as well, which is the new one I've done, which will be part of like a... Uh, it's meant to be an homage to like B-movies, but not in a contem- in a modern setting kind of thing. Um, you've read it. Is that a fair yeah. description? Yeah, I think so. Without using the word shit. <laughs> no, um, it's yeah, it's it's a well, it's definitely a B movie kind of horror movie style of uh, um, feel to it, absolutely. And I've done it in sort of a widescreen cinema scope. The page length is that sort of Comic size. Scope. Comic yeah. scope, I called it for that. But yeah, it was meant to be an homage, and it's got a little BBFC certificate thing at the beginning. And but yeah. It's. I was trying something different with it. Whether it works or not, I don't know. But I think it works. Definitely. It's more sweary than my normal stuff. Hmm. Um. But yeah. Um. So yeah, that'll be on there to check out. Um. And like I say, comic house you can find stuff on. Uh, I've got the Red Bubble page. All that shit that you don't care about. And this podcast, if you enjoy it, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you feel so inclined. Don't worry if you don't. Or just type some random shit in the reviews. It's still yeah. register. I believe a review and a star rating helps whatever shit. I don't understand. But yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, other ones. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I've been Stuart Moraine, and he's been... Uh, needing the weave for the last ten minutes. Uh, Andy Hanks. Well, a man of your age, you shouldn't hold that in. And uh, yeah, we should be back in a month or so for more of this rambling shit that you don't know why you listen to, but you've got nothing yeah. else to do. It's, it's arguably better than silence. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers, bye.